Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio, call-in show, Sunday night, time for a street fight. No theme song, we're still getting our studio together here, but we are taking your calls tonight. The queue is already full. That number to dial, 614-655-3887, write it down, it's the same thing every single week. You can hear us uh, call in. You know, Brian and I have been doing the show for a while now, eight years now, we've been doing Street Fight Radio. We haven't been in the job market, so we need you to call in, give us your stories about small business tyrants, um, dare, drugs, the usual stuff, scams, hustling, anything you like. Um, we are taking your calls. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host here is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We do it every single week. Two times a week. This is your call-in show. Like I said, we're gonna. You got three hours of calls coming. 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time every single Sunday. A little bit earlier. We did the first one last week. I thought the energy was great. I thought the calls were fucking awesome and uh, ready to get excited and do this again. We'll get some more Midwestern people in, I'm sure, until our Pacific folks uh, find out what's up. How you doing today, Brian? I'm okay. It's been a uh, week. It, it, I, uh, I've had a good week this week, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I did uh, my, my episode of Citations Needed came out, and everybody was very impressed with me, which very, made me feel good. Very popular, yes. Then I fucking read a transcript of part of it and saw how many times I said like on it, and now I want to die. I spent the whole rest of the week wanting to die from that. I mean, the, even the transcript of it was like positive. People were being positive about every nobody has been negative about it, but I read it and was like, Ugh, what a fucking idiot. That's how we all talk though. I know. You're a young person. You talk how young people do. Well, I'm not a young I I am you're, a pro, I'm I still talk the same way I did when I was a teenager. You're an ancient teen. Yeah. I you're am basically a teen. teen. Yes. Um I, I play have, on the teens team when the whole crew gets together, when the whole family gets together and we're teens versus adults. I'm always on the teens team. They right. want me. The teens love me. I've had a terrible week, a uh, <sighs> really trying week. I eventually boiled over on Saturday because my kid and my wife have been sick the whole week. Monday through Friday, they were both home, both sick. And uh, I have just been not, my life has just been on hold. And then on Thursday, my fucking pipes burst. I, you know, I want to tell you something about that. Can I tell you something about that? Sure. So yesterday or Wednesday night when we were recording the show, there was something dripping like behind you uh-huh. and I saw it, but I was like, hey, he probably knows about it. So I didn't say anything. And then the next day you said your pipes burst and I was like, yeah, I probably should have said something about it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes. So the basement is kind of wet. Sometimes if it gets too much rain or snow, it will leak. But I get up, I hear this sound. It's just like you know, water running. There's a puddle in the kitchen floor. And as soon as I open up the cupboard down below, the pipe just fucking fires off. Like the connection just breaks. And, uh, I run downstairs. It's fucking raining from the ceiling everywhere. Mm. I have no, I just woke up. I just woke up. I'm going downstairs to, to like put hot water on for oatmeal. And then all of a sudden it's raining from the fucking ceiling and I'm running around downstairs trying to find, how to turn the fucking thing off. Yeah. <laughs> I it mean, was awful. <laughs> it's like the worst way to wake up I've ever had. That's yeah. I mean, it sounds bad. Like I, I've never had that happen. I did open up the, uh, 
My my landlord makes me open my cabinet so the the um, yeah I did that gimmick isn't there so yeah. that it's like warmer the heater comes in yeah the fucking cool thing is is that it's fifty five degrees today like that it's That's nice like a very beautiful nice day after it being minus five yeah. a couple of days ago I was pretty tough when it was minus five I was kind of telling people I was like yeah I went outside if I went yeah sure. whatever yeah it's okay you know survive yeah. It was funny when the guys came, the the plumbers came over though, because I was just like in awe because I don't do real work anymore. And so I'm like, you guys are like, you know, out here doing it. But it was funny. The guy opens up the cabinet and looks and he's like, he looks at his partner and he goes, it's a shark bite. And he's, and then he looks at me, he's like, they got this shark bite crimp set up. That's why the damn thing burst. He's like, we'll replace it and get something better. And I'm like, yeah, man fucking shark bites fucking dude. hate shark don't bites. do shark bite i tell everybody get rid of those shark bites that, i was like that when i worked for the <laughs> you know why Lingo. people do that stuff what's you, that you, one of the reasons people do that stuff is so you leave them alone a little bit sure sure because like when i was a cable guy i used to get way in the weeds with the customers if they oh, were bob no. if they were like following me around yeah. and stuff i would just get in the weeds and they would leave me alone right right like it was it's the easiest way to get somebody off your back to start talking Lingo. about the inside shit yeah yeah and then they're like yeah you know what i don't like because they really don't care like i don't care what happened to to the thing that's broken just fix it yeah i yeah. don't ever know what to do because when i was a cable guy i absolutely fucking hated when people followed me around and talked to me, like it was, I just I was like, oh, just leave me yeah, alone. Yeah, I don't do that. No, I'm not. But, a, I'm not in there. Like, uh, hey, can I turn the wrench a little bit? Or maybe? just even can, can I, I look? Or, or like, what are you doing now? Right, right. Sort of thing. Like, where they, there were guys that would follow me down to the basement and stand right behind me and say, "What are you doing now? Oh, no. What are you doing now? Oh, no. But oh, then, no. like, I've taught. I don't trust my instincts anymore, and I think that some people do want you to be actively engaged in in yeah. the fixing of your thing so i never know anymore i just go by how i felt and i how and i follow people around sometimes like so basically my general rule is if somebody comes to my house to fix something and they talk if if they keep talking to me then i'll follow them around and talk to them and have the time of my life if they don't if they don't talk to me i'll leave the fucking room and let them do their thing and then come back because like yeah, I usually I just say like, uh, "Hey, I'm gonna be on the computer in the next room. If you need anything, just let me know." <laughs> I'm gonna be on the computer. Yeah. That's that's the dream customer, man. That is the dream customer. Yeah, it's like like ones where it doesn't seem like they're gonna have a bunch of questions for you or shit about like, can I can I uh uh like if you if you were like, I need to drill. Like, like I remember always being like, oh, God, I got to drill here. And yeah. I know this guy is going to yeah. be all up my shit yeah. about drilling. Like, I've never drilled anything hey, that's in my, my life. that's my property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I've never drilled anything in my entire life. He's up in my shit about it. Like, what are you going to do? Drill my house into oblivion? Yeah, I, I really, I just leave it up to the experts on that stuff. That's something where I don't have the ego to be like, yeah, I can understand this. It's like, you're the expert, take care of it. That's yes. the same thing. My dentist is always like, wow, Brett, you're just so easy. And I'm like, I don't know anything about fucking teeth or gums. No, no, no you do it. You tell yeah. me everything and I just, you know, I trust you. I, you know, uh, yeah. you do a pretty good job. The expert. You're, you're my, yeah, you're my consultant on my teeth. So I, I don't have much feedback to give to you, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, it's been a weird week, I guess, just news-wise, a little bit. Uh, the, the centrist people, the Pod Save Americas, your Nira Tandons, 
uh-huh. your group of those people are uh, pushing back against Medicare for all. We're going to get started with this. I'm going to have to take a belt. It's time, the man. Ivana we got to talk about these things, man. Menthol tobacco flavored vodka. Get yourself a drink. I think that we can get we can get our cardboard cutout signs with this. <laughs> well, they've discontinued it. So no. We can't. This, no. Is tough. this is our vintage bottle of Ivana oh, menthol tobacco flavored vodka. <laughs> Let me get on the 2 chain show, right? Yeah, Most yeah. expensive thing you've ever drank. Here it we go. It's $15. So if you haven't seen it. the most expensive thing. I'm going to yeah. get it up there for the so, camera. Sorry. I'm listening. They're I pushing, saw you going off on them. They're pushing back and they're saying, you know, what about these people that love their private insurance, which is like, who, who really? And I, I posted this and it got real viral. Like a couple of like, you know, celeb accounts retweeted it. Okay. And like, I mean, look, okay. On the tweet that says, who the fuck are these people that love their private insurance? There's 613 retweets. 5,814 likes, and there's 163 responses to this tweet, Brett. Two are pro their health insurance. Okay. Which really makes my point for me. Yeah, that pretty much is it. That seems right. I'm sure you could find one person or two people. I don't, even they don't like it. No, I know. You know? If they had something else, they would be a lot happier i'd love to sit next to the person who says they like their insurance during the yearly meeting with the insurance rep that comes to their work and like tells them they're raising the premiums and cutting the network down and shit like that i'd love to see them then they're just saying it because ideologically they're supposed to not want uh universal free health right right you know were these who were these people that were again were they libs or they were well uh, I post it because of the libs. These right. are conservative. Okay, well, I mean, okay. one of the people told me to go back to Mexico. So, okay, I mean, that was a conservative. Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> but, I mean, I saw the libs. I saw the uh, Pod Save America guys be like, you know, not so fast. You know, the goal of, of universal health care is to just make sure that everybody has health care. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, we're not even, like, that's not the goal we're going for. We're going for everybody has health care and it's free. <laughs> like, we're not going for everybody just like has oh, that's, it that's and is pitch. affordable. Yeah. I don't care about that stuff. I want it to be free. I mean, My goal the, is free. Yeah. What's the difference? If, if you're going to, why go to the trouble of guaranteeing that everybody has money to pay for it when you could just like fucking pay for it? Yeah. And again, I've talked to so many Trump people now that are to the point where after Obamacare, they're, they just feel like, give it to us. Just give us the universal health care yeah. because you're making us have it anyway. Yeah. All of our choices suck. So we might as well just have it. I think it's that seems like the most popular weed and universal free health care seem like the two most popular things in the world right now to me. At least. Uh, And the Democrats are on both of those things. Just nowhere to be found. Just they're sending out surrogates to say we can't have these things. I really liked the one, the Sherrod Brown one. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Where he was like, what about Medicare for 55? Well, first he said, what about Medicare for cops and firefighters? He did? Yeah. <laughs> the troops. It's just the guy that runs around in the dumpy suit in Columbus, right? Yes, that's Sherrod Brown. Yeah. yeah. He's like always just got out of a shower and his suits don't fucking fit at all. He's running for president and he his has platforms. Hair. 
His platform seems to be like Medicare for some people, right. but not all of them. Red, like, Medicare for some. It's like, we can get Medicare for people. Like, there's definitely some people we could get Medicare for. The thing is, I guess if they wanted to say it's a public option that you can opt into this thing, I just think everybody would opt into it. And they fucking know that. Yeah. That's why they don't have it. Because they know everybody wants it. I want the free health care. Yeah. That's what I want. I... You know, some of the other replies to me have been things about having to wait. And I have to wait to go to the doctor. Have you ever tried to get an appointment with a psychiatrist or a therapist? No. Fucking forget about it. No, my, I mean, my wife called to make a doctor's appointment in December. And it's we're waiting for February to do that. And yeah. it's just been like hanging on for dear life for 60 days. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Every time I've ever called, I've I've called for therapists a few times, and they get three to six months is always yeah. what I'm looking at. So I'm waiting anyway. Right. I'm waiting for these things anyway. I'm waiting in line. It just it isn't it isn't working. And it would be so easy for somebody running for president to just come out and say, "I think everybody should get free health care, and we should legalize weed," and they would win. That is a winning thing. But it seems like they don't want to win or they don't want to win with that as a promise, because if that becomes a promise, then that becomes a problem later on. Kind of like I'm going to close Guantanamo Bay. Right. Right. Became a problem later on. Right. So I don't know. I just I would love to know if people love their private insurers, because I just I've never met somebody that's like, I love United Healthcare. What up? Yeah. This medical <laughs> mutual. They just, you know, they let me do payment plans. I fucking love it. You know, I'm paying, you know, seven hundred dollars a visit, but I only have to do it in payments. Always. Just so many nightmare stories about health insurance. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, and the prices just it's just getting worse. Mm -hmm. Like it's. It's getting worse. I remember paying like $40 a paycheck for health care. Yeah. And it was like real deal. Go to the doctor, health care, you know, $15 copay. Right, right. Yeah. You know, this is 20 years ago. Yeah. Or whatever, 15 years ago. But I've just, it just has been snowballing the out of control. $15 copay when it, I first started working has gone. I, now I pay $45 right, copay. Right. <laughs> and Obamacare accelerated accelerated so much of that disaster insurance where it's just now I, I don't even I don't I, I like I don't recognize any of this shit, you yeah. know, as healthcare. It's not yeah, the disaster insurance isn't insurance. No, that's that's a fucking that's like a uh, you're paying so that you don't have to pay a fine on right. your taxes. That's right. all it is. It's exactly. like when you pay the mob to protect you, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can get some callers. It's Super Bowl Sunday out here. We don't know who's winning, but I'm seeing that it's a boring game. Yeah, boring on Twitter. Super Bowl. Three That's to nothing. Unfortunate. Well, all the Super Bowls are boring, if you ask me. Not if there's good dips. Okay. Yes. If there, if there's queso. If there is pretzels with cheese. All right. Let's see who's on the phone here. Is anybody eating queso? Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Oh, hey, how's it going? This is Happy from Missoula, Montana. What's up, Happy? How are you tonight? You watching the Super Bowl? Oh, heck no. <laughs> Not oh, a fan of yeah, football. Yeah, we knew we would be fine going live during this thing. We, <laughs> yeah. we weren't very nervous about our listeners not showing up for the call-in show. I was like, uh, I was like um, do you guys think, do you think we should go live because the Super Bowl and Chapo were on? And then I'm like, uh, well, Chapo maybe. Might take some people, but the Super Bowl's not taking a single person from us. 
No, exactly. <laughs> well, what's what's going on today? Yeah, I, I just, uh, well, I'm just doing reading and stuff for school, nothing. There's like a blizzard right now, or a blizzard warning, so like I'm thinking about going for a walk in it just to see what's up, but I don't know. Smart, <laughs> I don't fun. know if I Do want to go man. in the cold that bad. How Dude, cold follow- is it out there? <laughs> yeah, follow those urges. You know what's cool about going out? It's, it's I, like not as. I like go to go ahead. out. I like to go out when nobody else is out. That's kind I of know, a thing that I best. like to do. So I will pack on the clothes and go out during a blizzard. I'll drive around during a blizzard just to be out there when nobody else is out there. But it is fun walking out when nobody else is outside. Yeah, honestly, like hearing about you brian and going for all your walks and stuff i was like you know what i'm gonna try this out and like going for walks is pretty fun not gonna lie it's nice nice. if you have a place to walk i i've gone to we've gone touring to towns where there weren't really great places to walk uh i was we were in des moines and that was a really hard place to walk because i kind of felt like i got the whole city and 10 15 minutes but yeah i take some pretty long i took a pretty long walk today for the first time this year because it's been it's been freezing here and it just it was 55 degrees today so i went out and took a really long walk i took an 11 mile walk today oh dang that is that is really long you gotta build them up cold here uh yeah it's not Uh, very cold there it was like minus one of those was it minus like 50 today or this week there? Was that one of the places where it was like minus 50? No, it's like, God, I don't know. It's like negative 10 with the wind chill, 10 without. So like what it was in the Midwest last week, it's nowhere near as bad. Yeah, so, it was, but it's still it, pretty cold. It was fucking freezing. It was, it was like there were places where it was like minus 50 wind chill where people were talking about their fucking the moisture in their eyes was freezing up and they had to keep blinking and shit when they were outside. That's oh my God. That's some cool <laughs> science shit. That's fun. That's though. You gotta make the most of it. I do love walking in the, in the middle of a fucking storm like that though. Yeah. It's a it pain. It feels ass. like, it feels like an adventure. <laughs> it feels like when you're a kid again and just everything feels like an adventure, you know, like there's high <laughs> stakes and shit. Yeah. Blizzards aren't really that bad either. It's the wind the wind and the snow flipping you in the face sucks. Yeah. But like when it's snowing, it's usually not as cold out as when it's not like I always find that when it's snowing, it feels a little warmer. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually nice. than, yeah. than a regular day where it's not snowing. Yeah. We had, and we had the unfortunate yeah, thing of where it fun. dumped a whole bunch of water in us and froze, turned into ice. And then it snowed on top of that. So it was just like even dangerous just to leave the fucking house. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Hey, but it's the spirit of adventure, you know. You gotta love the adventure. Oh yeah, you're in Montana. You can get in all <laughs> yeah. kind of adventures there. There's got to be a ton of. Uh, uh, yeah. You can go get lost in the forest if you want to. Yeah, but there's grizzlies and stuff. Like I'm afraid of those. There's a lot of like animals that are scary here. Like, you know, I'm originally from Ohio, and there's only like deer and shit. But like here. <laughs> Oh, grizzly yeah. bears and like moose and and black bear black bears aren't really that bad but like yeah there's cougars like mountain lions and stuff lots i don't of, want to be near no black bears out here i don't think they'd fuck with no me. i would go out i would go out in the no they don't one. really yeah none of them are gonna fuck with you dude why would they want to eat you why would i want to be near them because they're cute 
as no. hell. Have you ever seen a black Don't bear? That. I seen them. Oh, cute. They're, They're like, like big trip dogs. all over stuff and eat honey out of the uh, thing. Yeah. They get around. a trash can stuck on their head, gobbling yeah. up McDonald's, you know. Yeah, they're hilarious. They're oh, they hilarious. love the trash. They love eating the trash. <laughs> I know. Every time I ever, every time we've ever stayed at like a cabin, they're like, "Don't put trash outside," because the well in Ohio, they're like the raccoons will eat it. It's like okay. Well, down in Kentucky, they had all the, they had cages for trash. Cowards. They don't want to feed the animals <laughs> our trash. No, the animals love trash. Feed them trash. Yeah, Go dump the trash <laughs> for the animals. Well, happy you got anything else? Oh, you get the. You... Sorry. Uh, I guess I, you know, I was listening to, you know, a couple of weeks ago you were talking about like the bad meals that you've eaten before. Like, you, uh, you remember that? Like, hell yeah, I do. You know, uh, uh, some, uh, some, I don't uh, really. Uh, Spaghettios in a wok with I vegetables. Can I tell you two something? You and Happy something real quick that I just saw earlier. What this woman was talking about how she has like high class taste but like a low class budget. Okay, and she was like, one day when I was homesick from school, I made this, and here's my recipe. Who is this? It's just a woman on. Okay. I saw a video okay. on okay. Twitter of a woman. She's like, I got this recipe. So she's making tuna salad. She opens the tuna out of the can. She dumps it in the thing. She takes some Hellman's mayonnaise. She dumps it into the thing and she's stirring it up. And then she's like, now for the secret ingredient, she dumps like a quarter cup of fruit punch in it and then stirs it up. And then she, she eats it. She puts it on a sandwich and then dips the sandwich on white bread into fruit punch and eats it. And it is one of the most vile things I've seen in a while, I think. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> See, Sounds that's bad. why I get, we got we need more restrictions on the internet. <laughs> that's not high class, though, right? She said no. I got high class taste, and and it's like, well, just because it's complicated doesn't make it high class. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking something like you know, putting truffle oil on like a grilled <laughs> no. cheese, like a Wonder Bread grilled cheese or something. I was not fruit punch seems like further down in the dirt like yeah. that seems even lower than low class i thought it was kind of gross that is weird yeah i love that sweet fish love that, that fruity sweet nasty. fish it's yeah like, i yeah. mean fruit punch is fucking gross no stop that talk. yes <laughs> come on it's great we once you're past uh 15 fruit punch isn't good anymore oh it's, it's just so refreshing and it's you not smash your lips when you're done it's none of that it's sugar water it's good it's like kool-aid it's not bad so did you have one? Did you have a gross <laughs> meal, Happy? Yeah, Brian just won up to I, Well, I, I do, but that. it's like, it, <laughs> I I have like a, I you know, I have desperation munchies sometimes. So like getting mm -hmm. fucked up and like, you really are really trying to find something to satisfy the munchies and like. Peanut butter and cereal one sandwiches. Time, so worse, <laughs> worse than that. Okay. Um, so this one time I was I was drinking a 44. I don't know if you guys know what that is. No, um, no we're not. It's going. like you, <laughs> I don't mean it like that, but no, I know you did. Uh, it's a it's a you get a 40. <laughs> it's a 40 uh, of any like liquor. I think you know, and then you you drink it, and then you put a four loco in there. So you got the 40 and then the four, and you drink that oh, together, and it's really okay. pretty good. Yeah, so I was drinking one of those, and then I was, you know, hotboxing my car with my butts, and also 
like hot boxing a tent that I had in my car. I pitched the tent outside <laughs> of the car, but like, you know, we're smoking okay. and stuff and, and I get the, you know, I get pretty hungry. So I'm at this, this house party and, um, I, I look in the pantry. I'm like, I got to make some food cause, cause I was dying at that point. So the ingredients that I find that I can cook with is that I start making spaghetti, you know, the pasta, okay. it's the good base and stuff. And, yeah. and you know, the only other things were some cans and it was a can of cream of mushroom and a can, okay. two cans of cream and mushroom. One of them was that 98% fat, uh, reduced fat stuff. And then the, the, <laughs> uh, canned tomatoes and putting that together, uh, and it was pretty vile, but it tasted good. Like when you're that high, it tastes all right. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that seems that sounds like a, like a dish white people would bring to Thanksgiving or something like that. Really, they love to take a cream <laughs> of mushroom soup well, and put it with something. They don't want to cook. They want to avoid I cooking. <laughs> I and uh, that was like uh, I always talk about my uh, my vegetarian meal, which my girlfriend at the time came up with was beef stroganoff and that was just egg noodles with cream of mushroom soup and fake meatballs and uh it's just i don't want to ever go back to eating that you should uh you should take that to the next potluck at work yeah happy. you should just it make it and see what people think of it. it's like oh it's the thing i came up with and then just take it and see what happens <laughs> i feel like that that's a Dang, good experiment yeah, to do. I- <laughs> And then Last the next time, time I you went to a potluck, I just brought a, pa- a, a a bag of Sour Patch Kids, so that might be a one up from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling, Happy. We're gonna uh, we're we're gonna get some of these yeah. callers on. All right, so, I'm gonna oh, go people walk in the chat. Want us so to maybe I'll to... talk to y'all soon. People Enjoy. in the people in the chat want us to be back together again, but they don't understand that we hated being together like that. What? It said, bring the, put the boys together again when we were sitting on oh, the other side, side of the side. table. Let me tell y'all something. First of all, the mics were fucked when we did that. That yeah. was the problem with the mic, number one. Number two, I like having my own area. Number three, I like looking at Brett in the face when I talk to him. Brian has a problem of staring at the monitor instead of... Yeah, it's much easier to look at Brett than it is to be facing the monitor. So the boys are going to be apart, and then eventually we'll get us back together again. Somehow, when we find some space, uh, who we got on a call? Let's see. Let's get some calls. I like Let's that idea, though. Call. Like, have you seen those chill out tent things that they try to Silicon Valley tries to sell like a one person oh, yeah. little cabin that you like zip yourself into so duct, duct tape the insides of it and then smoke a fucking joint on the inside of it. Yeah. But keep it in like the trunk of your car. Like he was saying, he pitched a tent to smoke in. Well, I think even just you don't have to really seal it all. It's called the hot for it box. to be a hot box. Yeah, you can yeah. go in a tent. Like, n- not enough is going to escape that. There's not an like we could sell them with cases of Ivana bitch menthol tobacco. <laughs> sure, you, we get like we could. trade in UPCs to get a hot box. Well, the tent would be the you don't need to do anything to the tent. You could get one of those things people get to watch the little league games in without being affected by the weather and smoke a joint in that. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, they're like those fold out chairs with a with a tent with around the cover, them. You cover can just over sit it. in there and smoke a joint. Yeah, <laughs> much easier to set up, and it's a, just a single person thing, and you can hot box one. Yeah, call it the joint tent. We I'm could make just... a zillion dollars off that. Yeah. All right, let's let's see who's on the phone next here. Thanks for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, is Howdy. it me? It is. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, what's up? This is John from San Diego. What's up, John? How are you tonight? I'm good. Uh, just kind of hanging out drawing. All right. I actually just ended up drawing a, a new logo for you guys that you're definitely not going to use. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what's going on tonight, John? Uh, I finally ran out of weed. Oh, no. Because I've I been buying these, like, uh, the same, just the wax cartridges. Uh-huh. And I got, like, six at a time. <laughs> and, it would, and then I finally ran out. But I don't need more money to get more. So now I'm going to have to go through the withdrawals for it, which will is be there, interesting. Is there, like, you don't have any left in any of the cartridges? Nah, I even, like, <laughs> I had broken a couple, and I'd, like, put them in a weird little plastic tray and left them in the freezer for a while to like, this will be a nice present for me when I remember to do this, to like get it and put it back in a new cartridge. And I've already uh-huh. even smoked that. <laughs> I had a, so I had a, like, I had a fucking issue this week where I had this really great cartridge I bought when I was in California of Jack Herrera strain, which is one that I was really excited to try. And uh, when I hooked it up to my battery, it made the battery flash, so I went online and started looking into why that happens. I tried to fix it, and the glass broke, and I stabbed myself in the hand and got <laughs> fucking uh, the, sh- the the oil all over the place and was really depressed about the Jeez, whole thing. Yeah. that sucks. I thought I could fix it, because it, what it is, those fucking cart like, why can't those cartridges, why can't 100% of those cartridges work? I why do they have so many defects? <clears throat> Like whenever I went to buy yeah, one, yeah, I've had a, I've had a few break. Yeah, like how, how, how can they have that many defective ones? That it seems like that's a. I don't have that happen with any other thing that I buy, where every six, every sixth one doesn't work. Yeah, I've never had one that doesn't work. I've had right. more than one that doesn't work. I've had a few that you plug it onto the thing and it just starts flashing because it's not making a connection. And uh, I watched a guy in a Deadpool I... shirt explain how to fix them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a, a few of them do the flashing thing. And what I found work is if you, like, unscrew it a little bit to let airflow come back in, usually you can, like, just pull some out and it'll hit the, the connector on the battery. Yeah, that's what they were saying. They were saying that there's, like, a, a cord that runs through the heating element in the uh, cartridge that sometimes it's a little too short and it doesn't make the connection to the battery and you just have to pull it in. You just have to get it and then tie a little extra cord to it and pull it down and it'll work. But uh, I couldn't get the cartridge Mm -hmm. open without, I like was trying to get it open. (laughs) I tried it with a fucking wrench. Well, I tried it with my hands, but it just wasn't turning. And then I tried it with a wrench. And the funny really? thing is, like, I had the wrench on the metal piece and I had my hands on the glass piece and my hand just went through the glass. Like, my, my hand broke the glass, not Ooh. the wrench. I was holding on to it too tight with my hand. Yeah. That hurt. That sucked. I was, like, bleeding all over. I like Before I came over here to do the show on Wednesday, I had blood all over my hand and, like, fucking oil and it was all sticky and I was just a goddamn mess. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even complain about it until no. today. What are you going to do? You're going to pawn something maybe? Get some <laughs> weed? I do have an Xbox I could sell. How much? How, what kind of Xbox, mm. though? 
What kind of Xbox? It's not. It's not the new. It's not the new nice Xbox One. It's like the first one that's just like normal. Okay, but so I'm, I'm so probably not going to get more than like seventy five. <laughs> do you, Do you play it ever? Something. Do you play it ever? No, absolutely not. <laughs> you should do that. I would yeah, say that's only going to lose value. Yeah. I know. I mean, what do you really th- look? This is what I think about with these game systems. It's like, so Xbox One and PlayStation Four, you probably got another year left in that thing, and then you're going to have to get the next thing. Yeah. Anyway, and the Xbox One has probably outlived its usefulness. But you're right; you're looking at thirty-five dollars. Unless you have some games and some peripherals, you might be able to get fifty. And the saddest thing about this is, is that you just said you're going to get thirty-five dollars for it, which means you're going to get twenty-five dollars for it. <laughs> it's always, yeah, yeah, it's always and then they're going to sell it for like one hundred and twenty-five. Right? It's always an overestimation. You will never go in and have them meet the number that you have in your mind. I remember I came in with a Wii and it was less than a year after the Wii came out and I had a bunch of games and I had both controllers. I had everything for the Wii and I was like, yeah, I'll probably get a hundred bucks for it. $75. <laughs> like it'll be $75. Yeah. Like, Come on. You can give me a hundred. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're making all their money. Well, I hope you get a hold of some weed. I You could sell the Xbox and get weed. <laughs> And if you never play the Xbox, then the weed will definitely bring you joy more than an that's Xbox true. that's just sitting there is going through. Or, or hey, you know, sit down and play some Xbox. See how yeah, that, that treats too. you. Yeah, do maybe, that <laughs> maybe sit down and just play. Get high on life. Let's see. Let's try this. When you hang up with us, turn on the Xbox, try to play a game. If it doesn't work out. Load it up in a box, take it to the GameStop, and go get yourself a weed. Go get yourself an eighth of weed. I t- you know, honestly, you should put it on eBay. That's really the best way to do it. it takes forever, dude. Not That's really. That's a fucking you can do savvy it, investor. You can do it on your app, <clears throat> on an app now. Right, but the money won't get to him tonight. Right. That's what we're trying to get. The, we're trying to get him weed today, not weed a week <laughs> Facebook marketplace for a little bit higher than GameStop. Just go see what call up GameStop, see what they'll give you and then put it on Facebook marketplace plus $25. Hmm. I bet you get a hit. I I'm going to tell that's you a good man, idea. I'm a GameStop guy, but you can do Craigslist or, or Facebook marketplace and see what you can get. But I'm going to tell you GameStop is the quickest way to do it. I it's never not the best. It's not the best. But it's the quickest, and it will get weed in your pocket the fastest. I say Facebook. <laughs> All right. Especially if, like, go see what everybody else is selling for, and if you really don't give a damn, don't go for the highest number. Undercut everybody and just throw it up there for 100 bucks. you know? Damn. This is like our financial advice yeah. show. Yeah. I just wrote it. I just actually wrote a lot of this down for the hustling zine. That's why okay. it's coming up. I, wrote, I also have a, a guide to selling weed to yourself. Yeah. To set up a savings account. This is like Susie Ormond yes. street fight style where it's like a dude's like, I don't have weed. Do you have an Xbox? Do you have a guitar? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like a guitar is the thing that a guitar will get you an eight. Uh, like, yeah, all the time. You got to hang on. The guitar is a lot. You got to be really I do have two guitars, sell. though. Oh, don't sell your guitar. Uh, I'm good. Look, those are last minute items. <laughs> those are like when you're at the end of the rope. Those are like you have to make make rent. 
cells. All right. I mean, yeah. I'm going to, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll keep, if you're still listening, if you keep listening, maybe people in the chat will tell us, or maybe the other callers, I'm going to say, if you have two guitars and they're both electric or both acoustic, go guitar and then keep the X. Nah. Where, where are you at? San Diego. Uh, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the weed store, dude. How much are you? Oh, so you can just go to the weed store and get them. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So he could like, he could straight, he could sell the Xbox and go to the weed store and get an eighth for 35 bucks. And then it would be like, he didn't even spend money. Right. Yeah. Cut out the middleman. Just bring the Xbox to the weed store. Can I do a trade? Do you have a, (laughs) do you have a Venmo? Do you have a Venmo? Uh, no, Elon Musk hates me. So I could never get PayPal to work. Oh, oh no, that sucks. you should have got a Venmo. Yeah, I could have got you your weed right now. Who's going to get you weed? <laughs> you, <got a> <laughs> you could have won our sweepstakes. <laughs> right, right. I'm saying I need weed. Oh, no. Pull that. Yeah, friend in need. Friend with, what? What? Oh, I'm sorry, I fucked it up. A friend, friend with friend weed in need is a friend, is a friend indeed. indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. All right, buddy. We're, we'll talk to you later. We got to get these rest of these All calls right. in. But uh, sell that Xbox. I think you sell All the right. Xbox, you got, got some, some weed. weed. All right. Yeah. So, the chat. All right. Thank the, you. The chat hasn't popped in yet to say whether he should sell the guitars or the Xbox. Guitar is a last ditch effort, but you can usually get a fifty bucks out of a guitar. Is the way I think of it. I mean, you should be getting more than. I mean, it just depends how much you paid for Dude, it. The pawn shop is just. Look, you go to the pawn shop and you take a loss. That's just the way it is. If you're trying to get something fast, then you're going to take a loss every time. Yeah, but I think that Guitar Center pays better. Yeah. Well, but I only I've only sold one guitar in my life and I shopped it around and they paid better than the pawn shop. Mm. I never sold a guitar. I only had one guitar and I gave it to my uh brother-in-law. I financed a guitar. Didn't make the fucking payments. Got $3,000 worth of debt and then sold it for like $500. I mean, you with a guitar is weird to me because you don't seem like the type of dude that would have ever been into being in a band. Really? Because I, I wanted to be in a band. You can tell I wanted to be in a band because of who I am. I've had dozens of people throughout my life tell me that that they always thought that that, that I was in a band. Yeah, like, just say like know. straight up like why aren't you in a band? Okay, looking at you, yes, you look like you could be in a band. But once you, I knew you for three days. I knew you weren't a band guy. You're just not a band guy. You don't seem like a band guy. You don't have any of the band guy characteristics. You are a lone wolf. Or, you know, you're a team. You're a team guy, you know? But uh, I have played instruments before. What instrument? Well, the trombones. Yeah, in school. Yeah, geek instruments, of course. Yeah, well, unless you play ska music, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those guys aren't geeks. Oh, no. They go fight in the streets with, like, big boots on. (laughs) Those guys are freaking cool, man. Yeah. No, I just, I never, you never came. You never struck me as like a guy that wanted to be a like a, a guitar player. Or yeah, like well, a I definitely t- had took a lot of denial to break through, but I definitely had aspirations for everybody to be looking at me while I do something. Sure, that's me too. But I that's, thought the reason, the funny thing about me is, is that like I wanted to be in a band because I just thought it was cooler than comedy. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to be in a band because I thought being in a band is the coolest thing that you can be. That was why I wanted to be a musician. Right. Someone in the chat is saying Brian's audio is wonky again. Oh no. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Is is it sounding wonky to you, Jason? 
Uh-oh. Okay. Interesting. Well, let's see who's on the line here next. Okay. Let's see what they say. What a bummer. Thank you for calling. Wait, come on, dog. Do it. Thank you for calling Street Fighter Radio. Who hey, wait. Whoa. Hello? Hey, is that me? This is you. What's yeah. up? Hey, is Welcome. that me? It yeah, is. it's you. Hi. Um, yeah, um, this is Ava. Um, hi, Ava. Hi from, hi from the, the polar vortex. Um, yeah, we're surviving out here. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, I'm in Wisconsin, so today it was like... It was normal temperature, but for the last four days, it's been like negative 50. And they're like, don't go outside. Your skin will freeze. If you're outside for more than 40 minutes, you'll die horribly. So, of course, my car died, and then I had to walk to work. It was awesome. Oh, no. Ugh. Well, you know, you (laughs) persevered. You're a survivor. Were you dressed for the weather? Yeah, I mean, are you you, you, out there in chucks or something? No, no. I had my okay. doc and I had like, I had like, those aren't winter boots. Stuff. I was fine. Doc Martens are not winter boots, I gotta Ooh. say. I mean, they do. Okay, yeah, but they're, they're non slip. So, like, I didn't okay. fall down, which is important. That's good. That is good. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, and you couldn't call off work at all during the polar vortex? Like, they made you come in? Do you do something, uh, do you do something that makes it so it's necessary that you're there? No, I work in a call center, but we're like really short staffed to the point where everybody's Whoa. been like, if I call in, it just makes everybody else's life really hard. And uh, I don't know. My, my bosses are assholes, but my coworkers yeah. are really nice. So I didn't want to do that. It's funny. I was just thinking about this the other day as I was driving my wife to work on Friday, like right after a snowstorm about how like, so in Ohio, we do these snow emergencies and, you know, level one is just be careful. Level two is like only necessary people should be on only necessary employees should be on the road. And then three is you're not allowed to be on the road unless you're a necessary employee. And I've never had a job. And I've never heard of somebody having a job where they were like, we aren't necessary employees. Every job I've ever had is like, we're exempt because we're actually necessary right. employees. No, my mom used to do I call center for work a while. I had... for the, for the uh, phone oh. company and they would call her in to take call. They would, they would bring her in to answer phones. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Call centers are hardcore like that. I had one job where they did that. I was a, um, I was like the assistant at this real estate office and realtors are crazy. Like they're all like, they don't tell you this, but like, they're all like secretly like getting high and having like martinis for lunch and like all kinds of crazy stuff. Like they just yeah, don't yeah. tell you like, they're <clears throat> yeah, but like they set their own hours. So, like, they do what they want. If it's, like, at all cold, just nobody comes into the office. And they're like, yes, why are you here? It's snowing. There's, there's like, an inch of snow on the ground. Just don't come into work. It's fine. So you answer calls right? for, like, for realtors? Um, No. Uh, that was just a job I used to have. Um, oh, okay, okay. I answer yeah. calls for a uh, big wireless company. They have this product. 
it doesn't work. It's a piece of crap. <laughs> like, it in no way works, and nobody should buy it. Like, if they sell it to old people. Like, they convince them that it's a good thing and that it'll okay. make them safe. Or, like, parents, they'll tell parents, like, hey, your kid's going to drive, and it scares the shit out of you by this thing so you can stock them, but it doesn't work. Uh, I, 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 you want to hear, like, what I did, actually, when I was working at yeah. a call center – I did technical support on this thing called internet call waiting that they sold to old people. Mm -hmm. That was basically a box that would come up if somebody called you and tell you what the phone number is and either let you log off the internet or stay logged on. That shit never worked for anybody. It was the worst product in the fucking world. And you would just sit there and try to talk these old people through trying to fix this thing that was completely unnecessary. Nobody needs to get a hold of you that bad. But oh yeah. my God, it was horrible. No. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's basically that, but not cool and retro. Like maybe in 20 years it'll be retro. Like when so I, is it is so you're you're doing the tracking software that they put in cars for their teens? Is well, that what it's you said? Like this thing. Yeah, it's like this thing and they plug it into the car. I can't I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm not trying to get you to go like, into super like, detail. I. I just. No, no. Is it so people can like, spy yeah, on their teens no. driving? Yeah, and and the, <laughs> one of the biggest problems we have is that like parents, like, will try to be hiding from their teens that they have this thing in the car. So like they're trying to like get tech support for it, but they don't want their teen to know it's there, so they can't <laughs> actually do any tech. <laughs> oh no they're like just tell me right now i'll write it down or something no they're saying like yeah the, right yeah, yeah exactly. the, the team could actually fix it that's so no, fucking no, said, no. for me it's so cruel to hide things like that from your teen like well, it's supposed to letting them know well i guess that it, let them it know. regulates the behavior by true. letting them know that it's fucking there instead right. of letting them fuck around so you can catch them secretly yeah yeah well, you yeah. know but that would be kind of fun that would be though. the yeah. only way it would work like yeah. is if they know it's there so they know like like because it's you can't it's not real time enough that you could be like you know if if your teen is in like I don't know, they're, you know, they drive to Nebraska or something, you're going to be like, oh, shit, my car's in Nebraska. You can't do anything about that. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. what are you going to do, call them? But if they know that if they drive somewhere that they're not supposed to go, you'll know, like, that might actually be like, okay, so, like, right, right. maybe it, I better not do that because my mom will find out. It would be a deterrent if they knew it was there. It's yeah. not a deterrent at all. Yeah. If they don't know that it's fucking there, it's useless. They could fucking get in yeah. a wreck if they don't know it's they. They could be fucking around driving on the wrong side of the road, smoking joints and fucking, you know, trying to hydroplane yeah. across a river before because they don't think it's there and they don't think anybody's fucking watching. I don't know, man. I'm, a, I'm I, maybe yeah. I'm too trustworthy, but I really I. Oh, I'm not going to do it for my kid. I wouldn't spot. I would I never. Just know the other, I just know that so many people, no. so many parents have that fucking urge. And like, freak I don't know out. how to convince them otherwise. So many parents are freaked out, like, at every stage of their kids' yeah. life where it's like, oh, now they're old enough to, like, kiss boys or, or kiss people. That's a problem. Yeah, now like, they're old enough to drive. That's a problem. Right. 
Or like if they yeah. get insta- sexual like, predators are going to get to him on Instagram and all of that shit. Just like the worst possible circumstances. Yeah. I'm like, it's worth it. But, but the best way to do that is just talk to them and be like, do you think that 40 year old men should be following you on Instagram? Do you think that yeah. maybe you should be careful when you drive at night? Cause it could be dangerous, right. you know, right. like, yeah. For if sure. you just have like a conversation with your team, they don't want their life to end up horrible either. Like, yeah, they're well, not yeah, necessarily I'm... super, but you know, they do want to have a good life. Well, yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's right too. I mean, I think if you have support, like if I if you have the support to to do what you want as a kid, and your parents are engaged in helping you, and and you know, going after or pursuing things that you like and want to be involved with, and all of that. Um, you're, they're probably going to be a lot better off and not like take every minute they can when they get away from you to fucking break the law. You know, like I was just, yeah. just acting out like fucking crazy as soon as I got away from my parent parents, you know? Yeah. I never really was like, I always figured my mom had it hard, but like my teachers, it was just like, there was a point where I discovered I don't have to do anything. They can't do anything. Like they can just miss class and hide in the library. It's fine. I like, just nobody can do anything. I actually just like uh, this week earlier this week I watched this episode of The Sopranos where uh, their daughter, where they discover that they can't really do anything to their daughter. You know, and they're like, "Well, don't let her fucking know we can't do anything about it." And I'm like, "Damn, why did why didn't I figure out that I couldn't? Like, because I thought everybody could just do something and ruin your life." And it's like, "Damn, if I would have known they couldn't ruin my life, I'd have been so much fucking worse." Yeah, yeah. Until you have a boss, nobody can do shit. If you have a boss or a landlord, nobody like people can like hate you, and you can be like, "What are you gonna do about it, Barbara?" You like, yell at me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah who cares hey barbara i like that what are you gonna do about it barbara <laughs> can't do shit well uh thank you for calling no, they like, thank you yeah, for calling and okay. i i feel um, for you on that polar vortex walk this is this is why yeah. i a hundred percent like this is why when people talk about like oh i don't have a car payment and they like talk like I have a high car payment. I pay like a lot for my car to the point that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that is because of things like that, where it was just like, I was so sick of like getting caught standing outside when it was freezing fucking cold. Yeah. But I understand yeah. if you can't get a car payment or if you had a, if you had a car that actually yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know there's, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I always try to, I, I, <clears throat> I, if you got the right gear, you can tackle it. I don't mind being out there if I'm prepared. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough to get um, gifted a North Face jacket when I was riding my bike outside during this shit uh, by my brother-in-law when he was cleaning out some apartments. So that made it easier to do my my riding during the winter and stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's challenging. I just think, you know, sometimes it's like people in cars are so fucking weak. You know, they go in like their climate controlled environment and they can't be bothered to, you know, uh, to deal with the the arduous task of traveling from one place to another. And like walkers and bikers are just really actively involved Mm -hmm. and intentionally traveling, you know, it's like way more rewarding in the long run. 
But also yeah, fucking, I'm just saying true. that. I'm just it's saying. True. I'm just saying that because I'm miserable when I'm cold, and I have to come up with some sort of like religious scheme in my mind to convince myself that I'm not miserable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wish I could shout out to my coworkers. I don't want to do that because I might get in trouble with my managers <laughs> listening. But my coworkers are so cool. They gave me rides to like on my car fix. They're That's great. great people. They got the, we got awesome. that one guy that brings me cake. Like. Cool. I don't know, but I should. I love free rice and cake. Um, Yeah, yeah, everybody likes cake. Yeah. My daughter does not like. She doesn't. I'm really bothered by. I'm really bothers me too. When she says it out loud, I'm just like, you know, should I shove her down? Is that appropriate? (laughs) Is her her dad's job to do that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I smash cake in her face. probably has a very good reason though she's probably got like a super thought like well thought out explanation oh, for why she right. doesn't like cake oh she's horrible you know <laughs> it's she, affectation yeah she just does it because she knows i like cake it ruins my it, it ruins so oh, many yeah. things because i'm oh, always like we, we should got, have a cake but Jesus, i can't ever make people one. in the chat saying cake sucks oh god this is just stop it well thank you this for calling like, and igniting the the uh yeah. cake the cake controversy now we have yeah even if people don't like cake i hope they have a great night oh yeah <laughs> what's uh what, what, um i love cake god damn it cake's great yeah uh, you i do you like icing too I do. I don't make it very much anymore because nobody will fucking eat it in my house. Everybody's too so. healthy these days to for cake. Cake the band? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cake the band. I did like them a lot. I they want were... a girl with a short skirt and a long... Yeah. I like their cover of War Pigs. They had a good cover of War Pigs. But yeah. I like the original War Pigs more. Okay. It's... All right. That's just the original take original one's out. more worn out. Worn out. Get out of here. It's worn out. It's good. It's been played a million times. Yeah, I mean, it's still a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. It's anti-war. I like that. All right. uh, Thanks for calling Street Fighter Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, what's up? It's uh, Robert St. Louis. What's up, Robert? How you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm at work still, so there's that. Uh oh. uh, Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I mean co- I'm not doing shit, but driving around. So. That's the job, man. Uh, driving around is still work. Okay, yeah. I used to do it, and it sucks. <laughs> well, what's up tonight? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I wanted to call in uh, actually about work because uh, I, I kind of had this opportunity pop up, and uh, it's like a. It's like a too good to be true opportunity, but like the way that everybody is like trying to convince me not to take it in the office, um, because uh, essentially what it is right now, okay, and I'm gonna like just kind of like throw out a bunch of information about like uh, you know like how you know uh, about my work, but like right now uh, I'm making fourteen fourteen dollars an hour uh, driving around, not really doing shit. Uh, and I work from two to 10 Friday through Tuesday. Uh, okay. So like, and I just joined the DSA. So like, but like with my schedule, I don't really have any time for like activism, you know what I mean? And like we, they started like offsetting the meeting. So like some, sometimes it'll be on Wednesday and sometimes it'll be on, uh, this next month it'll be on Sunday. So I wouldn't be able to make it. 
but okay. uh, I have this I have this opportunity now where there's a uh, there's a site that's gone through like six supervisors in the past year, um, but right now like the the essentially owner of the contract is out there and he put in like a bunch of measures to make it like run smoothly and everything. Uh, but it's uh it's uh it pays nineteen dollars an hour and it's Monday through Friday seven to three. Ooh. And oh. uh yeah, right? And uh everybody in the office is like, I don't know, man, the job security over there and everything and I'm like, Yeah, but like that is like a five dollar pay raise, like I'm making time and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm making what I would make almost time and a half. Uh, Hell yeah! Working a forty-hour schedule, like I, I can live off of a forty-hour schedule instead of having to do fucking uh, sixty hours a week to get that overtime pay, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my brother, he works, uh, he works logistics at a hospital, and apparently he works in the building, uh, which I didn't know. But like, uh, I was out there like kind of doing like some half training shit, and like he stumbled off the elevator, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and then I had a friend of mine also get hired at that building, so like I would be like her supervisor and everything, and like I can't find a reason not to do it. Uh, What's the job? Uh, I mean, you know, I, my wife. Um, it's I mean, it's pretty much just customer service, where you're sit, like you're sitting there in a suit and tie, and then you're just like directing people through the building. Yeah, man. But, I mean, get paid nineteen dollars um, now. Why you why, get paid nineteen dollars an hour? Why you can and move on to the next one. I mean, that job is available, so you can go back to fourteen dollars an hour again, right? I don't feel like that's a hard industry to break into or anything. Yeah, they. Uh, my uh, boss that got me hired because uh, I, I essentially got the position that I'm in now because I knew somebody, you know. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, he was like, he made a joke where he's like, oh, you won't be able to come back in here if you do that. Uh, but, he, you know, he was like playing around with it. But I was like, oh, shit. Um, but like, I've also known the guy like my entire life. Like he's uh, one of like, he's known me since I was like born. Like he was like in the room when I was born. So like, I don't think that, uh, you know, if he's like that high up in the company that he's just going to let me like go without a paycheck. Like he's just going to be like, oh, yeah, this, you know guy that I've watched grow up, you know, is, you know, I'm going to put him out on the street. So like, I don't know, like, it seems like the position that I'm in, like, I'm in like a very good, like, it's a very good opportunity. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I would go for, I but, mean, uh, you know, $14 an hour isn't like an insurmountable amount of money that it won't be out there again for you. But like, I, I always go for more money. It's like, uh, I'm, but I'm not a security guy. Obviously, I'm not a guy that's like yeah. values job security, you know, th if I'm doing this. But uh, I, I think like the, the reason we work, the reason we work is for money. And also the hour, those hours are the perfect hours. You're like, basically, there are yeah. so many people that making $19 an hour and working seven to three Monday through Friday is... Oh, that's what I want. That, I, I, might, yeah. I might apply for that job. Yeah, you better day, watch too. out. Yeah. Brett's going to get that job. <laughs> oh, yeah, I doubt it. I mean, like, the dude, like, offered it to me, like, pretty much there. Like, whenever I was shadowing, he's like, yeah, dude, like, if you, if you want this, we'll come talk to you, like, on Monday, so tomorrow. I would do it. I'm, 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 like, yeah, I'm team I mean, do yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, it opens up my schedule for, like, fucking 
uh, at this point, you know, because whenever I get nervous, I'm like, well, it opens up my schedule for activism, which is like shit that I actually want to fucking do. You I know, mean, you I can mean? also so if, like, yeah, if you like, get off if you get off at three, you can also if it comes down to having to apply for new jobs, getting off at three means that you can do an interview at three thirty, four o'clock too. I mean, it's it's a win all yeah, the way around. Exactly. And then if that dude is like, I won't hire you back, fuck him. Fuck him. I know he's your buddy or whatever, yeah, but it's like, who cares? I mean, that's kind of a dick move. And well, I've worked like, at a I lot of, I've, I've worked at a lot of places who like, um, what's it, the, the cable company I worked at, uh, had a no hire back policy. Like they just didn't hire anybody back. If you quit. Oh. Your dog, yeah, <laughs> very much like breaking up right. with somebody yeah. when you quit that job. This is but forever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better be fucking sure when you leave. Your name is in the book. You're dead to me. They would tell you that shit too. They were just they would tell you like we don't hire back. <laughs> I love that. We, I mean, hey, you yo, can go oh. ahead walk out the door. We'll never see you again. Oh, hey Brian, oh. I hear you're looking for another well, job. Did you know that we won't hire you back ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's the point. Um, uh, yeah, well, whenever I got out of the Navy, right, like I went on unemployment and I was still like in a weird spot where uh, like I, I hadn't really like had a civilian job yet. And like I wasn't like really like aware of like the differences between the two. Uh, but like I went on unemployment for like three weeks and uh, the whole time I was just like nervous, like, oh shit, I should have a job. But like looking back on it, I'm like, fuck, man, I should have been on unemployment like yeah. the whole six months. Everybody would have allowed me to be on fucking unemployment. I, I always think that too, uh, man. Okay. I turned down unemployment once too. I was like, they were like, you can go on unemployment. And I went and found a job that day. And I'm like, somebody offered to pay me yeah. to sit around for fucking yeah. six months. And I just went like, no, I got to I got to get a job. Yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, I just sat around and smoked weed and fucking played Xbox for fucking uh, yeah. three weeks. Yeah, and like the whole time, it's like this, this country has like such a thing uh, about making you feel bad about like wasting your time or you know like oh, not yeah. doing anything. And it's like no, like you have to like you have to like fucking decompress. It's like I didn't decompress for five years, and then like the opportunity that I have to fucking decompress, I immediately like throw it out. And it's like, oh, yeah. no, like, like let's, let's, let's fucking relax a little bit, okay? No, like, yeah, let's you're, just you're fucking right. get through the day. <laughs> it's built up to have so much shame, yeah. like the ghost of Henry Ford is watching you like, <laughs> these idle hands aren't helping him at all. You know? <laughs> yeah. it does, I mean, I'm the same way. It's like, if I don't do something related to work every day, like, even if it's just a small thing, it's like, ugh. He, or, or even like doing the dishes. There was a day last week where I just wanted to sit, went to Polar Vortex Day, right? Where it's like, you can't go anywhere, nothing to do. Right. I'm going to sit around and play video games all day. I kept quitting and like doing the dishes yeah. and cleaning the room yeah. and shit like that. I just, I feel like work has to happen or you're wasting your time. Or but it is if cinema. work, if, even if it's like not work, it's also fun. Like where it's like you can go to like a, an amusement park and that's not wasting your time. Right, that's an experience. Right. That's a trick. Yeah. You know, you have to do that. <laughs> right. But any time that you want to take that is just for you, that you're doing what you want to do, 
is looked at as like a decadent luxury in the United States. Well, yeah, that's true. And like I, alone, I, idle time. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and I've done the same thing too. Where like, yeah, me. Um, I don't get to watch movies as much as I like, and I when I sit down and turn on a movie, I'm just like feeling bad again. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, there's laundry down there just rotting away that needs to be done, or I need to send some emails, or I need to do all this stuff. Yeah, but if I go without it, I get even more miserable. Then I'm like uh-huh. sitting there doing an email, being like, "I just want to watch one fucking movie this yep. week, you know, <laughs> just one. Sit through one and not have to answer a fucking message or anything." You know? I know. I'm always like, if I didn't have to fucking, if I didn't have to get up all the time, I would have beat this game like fucking two weeks ago. Yeah. But now I'm sitting here doing. You know, whatever I'm doing, yeah, and I really do want to be idle as hell. It's, but, but it's like all of life, man. It's a balance because it is like the process of work for us, which is working on something that you know we're passionate about, and working like spending it on something that brings you joy, and, and like doing the dishes and cleaning because that makes your your environment a lot happier. Like that is worth it in the long run. But like you'd have to, like you said, five years of like being a straight up office fucking worker doing it you have to have some fucking free days to just hang out in your underwear yes yeah exactly yeah yeah well um brian brian was talking like last week about like how uh his like uh it and like boiled down like he's just like his life is like just him living in between sleep periods like everything yeah. that's keeping him from sleep is just like inconvenient like my wife's the same way and, uh, like, hearing you talk about that, because, uh, like, before, you know, I would be, like, uh, talking to my wife, and she'd be like, well, I'm going to go to sleep. And I'd be like, no, fucking stay awake, you know, like, hang out, like, quit wasting all this time sleeping. And then, like, after hearing fucking Brian talk about it, I was like, man, you know what, like, she's got, like, somewhere between 23 to, like, 100 years. If she wants to fucking sleep, then she can fucking sleep, you know, like, who the fuck am I? They'd be like, oh, you know, you can't spend your life the way that you want to spend it, uh, you yeah, know, because it, it, I, you know, because I feel like you're wasting it. Like, I'm a fucking nobody. Like, fucking go to sleep, you know? Agreed. No, my, my <laughs> wife, uh, my wife goes to sleep before me and wakes up after me. And I have, like, no resentment towards that or anything. It's I'm just like, and the same with Brian. It's like, I mean, you need that many hours. That's what you need. I don't need it. But uh, that's me, you know, like I can do seven and be fine. Right. But, you know. But there's things you yeah. like to do that take time out of your day that's not benefiting anybody but you, too. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my, tw- my you know, 10 hours of sleep broken up over fucking 12 hours uh-huh. is, uh, I mean, it just makes me feel good. Like, that's what makes me feel good at the, like... If I go to bed at four in the morning, if I get time by myself when nobody can get anything from me, like nobody can get any. I I think this all kind of evolved from when I was a a homemaker, right? Because you're never off work when you're a homemaker. When you stay home, you are working 100% of the time. If something, even if it's not a requirement, like my wife never expected me to do every single thing. She was always willing to help when I was doing the stay at home dad thing. But as soon as even you see them working, you feel like you failed and you need to go and do the work. You know, you, you're, you're, you're supposed to be making life as easy as possible for the person that lives with you. And the only time I was able to kind of get away from that is uh, the only time I was ever able to get away with that 
from that is at night at like one o'clock in the morning, everybody's asleep. Nobody wants, nobody wants anything from me. And I can just like zone. I usually write in that time. A lot of times, like I go downstairs and I write a thing and then go back upstairs. But when I don't write, I feel so good. It feels so goddamn good to me to just turn off and then go to sleep. Yep. 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 But yeah, I I mean I right, I always uh, I think you should take the job. That's that's the end of this call will be us telling you go for more money. Don't let them ki- I mean, here's yep. the truth. Tell them what the guys going to pay you. Do they know what the guys going to pay you? Oh, I've done that move too. Yeah, yeah tell them no, what I you're going to get paid. Yeah, there's been well, what's funny, too, is, like, whenever, if I am the supervisor out there, then, like, I can, I, you know, and I've already talked to most of the people out there, like, hey, I'm probably going to be the supervisor out here. And uh, they're all like, oh, okay. Uh, and, you know, they, like, joke around, like, oh, like, what do you make? And, you know, the guy that's working out there now is like, don't tell him what you make. And I was like, oh, I make 19. And they're like, well, fuck, dude, I make, like, 1075. And I was like, yo. I feel that, and, uh, you know, if I can make it six months on this job without this bitch firing for me, then I will absolutely advocate for pay raises every yeah. opportunity that I get. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, I just I, I like being in the position to fucking negotiate as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. go in there so, and talk. It'll be yeah. fun. You'll so, feel high-powered. <laughs> You'll feel very high-powered when you go in and say, he's offering me $19 an hour and a stable schedule and perfect hours. And, uh, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe this place will give you 20. You never fucking know. <laughs> well, so I heard, uh, and, like, I'll still have to interview with, like, the chick that actually runs it that's, like, been firing people and everything. Um, but I got told if I ask for 2250 then I'll get it. So Damn, go um, for it. You know, I'm going yeah, to try and slide that across. But, yeah, I'm going to get your yeah. job. You better watch so, it. I might move down to St. Louis. They got that great museum, and then I can get a nice job getting paid twenty two fifty an hour. Well, thanks for calling, buddy. It, it, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the yeah. Thanks for the the uh, the uplifting comments. Uh, have a good night, guys. Yeah, that's funny. Peace. I, I don't remember saying that my life is just everything that is a pain in the ass between the times that I'm asleep. Uh huh. But like that sounds like that definitely it is my it's my ethos. If anything, it's like, well, walking is kick ass. Okay. Five hours of walking between walking, walking. Yeah. Life happens between walking, walking and sleeping, right? Walk, sleep. When I walked 11 miles today, I was getting so tired (laughs) at a point. Really? uh, Yeah. I was like, really, I was wearing down at one point and I said, holy shit, you you take a few weeks off and then that it's like. Your body just stops being like I would have thought. I only let me see what I did today. What, what I have walked, how many steps I did today was uh, 26,719, which is probably my average. Maybe a little bit more is my average. If it make people feel better, I'll share mine so they can. Uh, but you know what? I uh, ran today. I woke up and ran in the snow. Oh, how was it? Once I was not prepared for it. Like, oh, really? It hard because it's like it's like running in sand. It's like way harder. Yeah. Than uh, 
you expect. I only have 8,600 for the day. Yeah, my average pretty much every month in the summer was around 26,000. So right. for each month in the summer to the fall, my average was right there around 25 or 22. So uh, 26 even that much, but man. My leg, I'm feeling it in my legs today, and nice. I, I'm just so weirded out. I haven't walked that much since – I think I've walked that much twice since California because I was sick, and then there weren't a lot of places to walk in Cal- – well, there were places to walk in California. I didn't walk in California. So. Yeah, I didn't get much done. I got some, but we didn't get much. I feel so powerful now, though. Okay. Like, I made it through that sickness. Yeah, you survivor. There was a point where I didn't think I was going to make it through that Ooh, sickness. Really? Where I was like, I you think I'm just going to be sick for the entire rest of my life. Oh yeah, yeah, the doubt. Yeah, I don't think I can. I don't think Brian's going to bounce back, dude. <laughs> I thought maybe I was going deaf. Oh really? Yeah, because my wife said this thing like Great. ten days. WebMD th- shit. Not even WebMD shit. She just said Brian. A farmer's almanac. No, just some shit she thought. And she oh. doesn't know that it affects, she doesn't understand how things affect me, you know, uh-huh. like how you can just say something and then all of a sudden that becomes the truth. Right. It, that's not like, that most people aren't like that. She's definitely not like that. But when somebody says something to me, I don't think anybody lies to me. I, agree. I just, for me, are very... I trust everybody because I'm like, why would they lie? Yeah. You know? What would be the point? She said, you listen to stuff really loud on your headphones. And you've been going, you've gone to a lot of concerts mm-hmm. since you were 16. Okay. Do you think maybe you're losing some of your hearing? Because I couldn't hear that well because my fucking sinuses right. were blocked. Right. And then after she said that, all I needed to do was be like, no, I mean, the concerts probably didn't affect me that much. And yes, I listen to stuff loud, but I just assume my ears get used to it and it's fine. And uh, it scared the shit out of me, though, because I started thinking, I started thinking like, oh, maybe it is just because I, I listened to the, I listened to, I noticed that like on my phone, I listened to everything at full volume. You can't turn it up anymore. Really? And I'm always trying to turn it up more. Wow. I'm always like, I need to turn this up more. Okay. You may get hearing aid soon? Or you think it was just the same? I hear fine. I can hear you talking to me perfectly. Okay. I can hear things. Well. So who knows? Charlotte's had the same thing. I don't know if it's because this is to be annoying, but I think it's because she has such a bad head cold. But all week long, you say something to her. Would you like a glass of milk? She goes, what? And I go, would you like a glass of milk? She goes, what? And I'm, and then at that point, like my hands just clench up. Like I'm about to reach for her throat, like Homer Simpson style. <laughs> yeah. And I just have to like dig my nails into my own thigh. And I'm like, say what again, motherfucker. <laughs> Exactly. That's the end. All I do is I go like this. The second time she says what, I just breathe out real hard and I make eye contact with Erica like we're in an episode of The Office. I do, I, dude. And she's been. And then also she's six now. So all of a sudden the house is a fucking jungle gym. She's like, hey, dad, what's up? She's climbing the refrigerator up the handles, like getting on top of it, climbing the counters. All week long, she's just been running along the arms and back of the couch. And then she fucking fell on Erica. She fell and busted her crotch real bad. She get yelled at? Yeah. Yeah, I remember we when fucking, I used to step on my dad's You nuts. do that one more time. You do that one more time. And then she fucking just falls right into fucking Erica. Yeah. Right to timeout. One of my only real childhood childhood memories from being like small was accidentally hit my dad in the nuts i was like it was just like all came back to me i remember i would get towels 
and I would put safety pins on my um on my uh put safety pins on them to make capes out yeah. of them. And I would jump off the fucking arms of the couch all day long and just try to make it more dangerous right. every single time. Jason was the same way. Jay, uh, there's a story where Jason fucking tried to ride a box down the steps. Oh, I've yeah, we cut his head like open that. with a fucking nail on oh, the steps. God. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's showing the scar. Yeah, he tried we'll to fucking. We we'll have to get a portable cam that he, we can. Wood steps that he's fucking right. He he's riding in a box down. We used to fucking. I broke my fucking ankle at uh um. I went with my dad to work one day. Uh huh. And uh, the steps between floors in this office building, right? I bet my little brother and sister that I could jump from one floor to the oh, next no. floor. Oh no. And I fucking took off running and just jumped and I'm flying through the fucking air and then about like the uh third step from the bottom I landed with my foot and my uh shin on the thing and it just bent my fucking ankle and broke the goddamn thing. Oh, my man. dad was so pissed cuz he had to we were supposed to go to a hockey game that night and he yeah. had to take me to the hospital and then we still went to the hockey game but it, he was so pissed off about it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. But I, I like I fucked myself up that I know. That, that was the dumbest move I've ever done. I was probably nine, maybe. Yeah. It was so hard not to laugh. Like, we, she was running around on it all weekend. We said, I said, you are going to fall. If you do not pay attention, you keep playing. When she was three, she busted her eye open on the kitchen t- or the uh, coffee table. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're going to do it again. And she busted her crotch and she goes, ow, ow, ow. She gets, she gets like this new level of screaming. And I'm just like, you are learning a lesson right now. <laughs> you are going to pay more attention. <laughs> We're going to have more sure footing next time. So God, my niece is like her. My and daughter wasn't a climber. She's exactly like your niece. She, yeah. Every time I just think of like when I first met your niece, she was about the same age <laughs> and she has all the same tendencies. Yeah. She's just like strike a pose and then let me just climb on you. So then I like just stand in a weird way. And then she starts on like one leg and crawls up one side of my body, like over my head and down the other side. Yeah. When, when my niece lived with me, when Gwen and when my, when my niece lived with us, they had a bunk bed in their room and like, <laughs> yeah, you would just fun. be sitting in the living room that anytime you're sitting in the living room, it just bang, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Yeah, and you were like, Oh jumping. no, what are they fucking doing? Up, you the, know? Sta- up the ladder, yeah. down the fucking, yeah. Leaping off. All right. Let's, let's see get who's this on call. The line. We got four people left here. Okay. Thank you for calling street fight radio. This is, I love this. This is a really laid back, you know, Great live, great live uh, call-in show so far. Thanks for calling in. Who are we talking to? Um, hello, this is um, Zach. I'm calling you from uh, Los Angeles. What's up, Zach? How Although are you I live tonight? in uh, I live in Sacramento right now. Cool. Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm just chilling. Okay. Great. Los Angeles kicks ass. I, I will say that. Wait, and now every time somebody calls, people actually got mad at me because I like Los Angeles. Really? Like on Twitter, I said, I love Los Angeles. I thought it could. <laughs> uh, and somebody recently asked me what my favorite cities were that we've gone to. And I can only think of two that have made like a super impression on me. And it's LA. Well, LA and New York, obviously, but also Milwaukee is in there as okay. like. I'm always card. I'm always like I just want to play Milwaukee again. I want to go back to Milwaukee a hundred fucking times. Okay, I, someone asked today or earlier this oh, week. Oh really? Yeah. I would go to Milwaukee. I would play I would do a Milwaukee show anytime. I okay. fucking love that place. Okay. Uh, River West Public 
house. Was that what it was called? <laughs> yes. That place kicked ass. So what's up, Zach? Sorry, sorry to get into my thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I'm not really from Los Angeles. I'm just driving through here for work. Um, I actually called in and I'd tell you a little bit about that. Um, I'm actually a truck driver. I don't know. Have you guys ever had a truck driver call in? I haven't been looking for that long. I think it's possible, but no, I, I, I think we have because we I told truck driver who, uh, in St. Louis when we hung out with Francis. Who's Vagrant. That? Vagrant. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what his name is now on Twitter, but right. yeah, we did, <laughs> I've met, I think we've had a truck driver call before because I have talked about my dream of being a truck driver on the call-in show for sure. Yeah, that long white line. We love yeah, it. you have. I've. <laughs> Am I I've right about it though? Some of your uh, past shows, I really, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I basically, I haven't really even done anything in Los Angeles. I basically just drive through and have to sit in like shitty traffic all day. You know, I'm on and off interstates. It's not too exciting, but it pays. Neither do we though. That's yeah. the thing. That, like, I, that's what truck drivers are always like, oh, I don't really see anything. And I'm like, neither do I. I just go to the goddamn city. I stand on stage. I talk and then I go home. It's, I like don't I don't see I probably see more than you because you can't really go downtown. You can't like pull over and park and go hang out in fucking town or anything like that. So I do I do get that. No, especially in California, man. They they really regulated California like to show to tell you like no, you can't be on these streets that you know in this city. And um, but there are there are some good views. I've been on some state highways that are pretty beautiful, you know, when I've been between uh, some cities that are kind of off the grid. How far do you go? Are you like a cross-country long-haul trucker, or are you like kind of local home every night? I'm, um, I'm regional. Um, this company right now that I'm working for, they do, it's called like the 11 Western States. It's like Oregon over to like Montana, and like it goes down to like New Mexico. And we don't go to like Texas or Oklahoma. Um, I, I did, I did the long haul thing for a year, and that was that was worse. Really? <laughs> I just, I never got to go home. I went home. Yeah, yeah no, I went home yeah. like maybe they allowed me to go home like once a month. It was for this big carrier, you know, that they really monopolize your time and mm. don't let you take any home time unless you schedule it like a month in advance. Shit. How, but now so I'm doing you were. Were and, you on the road all yeah. like how were you on the road seven days a week or were you able to like go home during the week like one day and then you had to go back out and hit the long long road? Um Yeah, pretty much it depended, but most of the time I was yeah, I was out seven days a week and I would schedule, you know, talk to my dispatch ahead of time, be like, Hey, I want like a big chunk, like four or five days off here in a few weeks and I'd go home for like four or five days. Now, though, I pretty much take off, like, a couple days every couple weeks. It's not as bad. Oh, still bad. That's still bad. I couldn't be on the road. Yeah. I, I mean, being <laughs> on the road like that, that much. Brett gets mad at the road within four days. He says, I don't know why you like being on the road. <laughs> yeah. Every time. When we were in Indiana, when we were in Iowa, I was, like, so excited. 
And by the time Iowa was only the third tour date, and Brett was like, "Why do you like this? The road fucking sucks. <laughs> Everything looks the same everywhere." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, it doesn't. It, first That's of all, true. yeah, it doesn't look the same. Iowa was fascinating in its own it way that it was just one straight road. It I was like one road that there wasn't even a curve in it, and you're just <laughs> it felt like yeah, driving yeah. across the bunch of squares." I was. I gotta say, I was not my best. On like I eighty, I was not. I was not my best, Brett. And uh, you know, we did better this time. I think I felt like I got all the nutrients that I like to get during the day. Uh, we had more fresh food this time around uh, in the West Coast, so I was a little more comfortable. But I did end up with wicked back pains from always the, from the flight and the drive yeah. so much driving. I don't know oh, how I'm gonna yeah. manage this in the future. I'm gonna have to start doing like. A really a daily back like stretching the sciatic routine. nerve always hurts oh, with me when i drive when we're yeah. doing touring it i i every mm -hmm. time i get hurt i'll be like damn this hurts and yeah i'm i'm about we're telling a truck yeah. driver I've, reha I've rehabbed it and i've been doing my stuff and i'm gonna do an ab routine on tuesday but like fuck i'm just <gasps> yeah I really need to like I really have to make it a, like a priority in my life. Now. We're starting to try to like, we're, we're starting to put the year together and uh, it looks like we're going to be out there a lot too. Yeah, like know. when we go out, like the thing about be, us is when we go out now, already. we're going to do three or four shows. We're not just going to go out, do one and come home. So getting used, like, what do you do for your back? You're a truck driver. So you got to know something. Hi. I pop a lot of Excedrin, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> I should be doing, like, stretches and walking, but I'm lazy. Do you, like, go to... I'm, like, do you, I'm almost 30. I'm... Do you still love truck oh, stops? You're, not, you're almost 30, yeah. Do you, do you still love truck stops? Have you? Do you still have love of truck stops? Like, me, uh, me and Brett love them. You've, you've talked about them, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you have the big commercial ones, all your pilots, your loves, your TAs that are pretty standard. And there's there's still some old school ones around that are pretty cool. You got to look for them. Yeah, we've been to some really neat ones but in Tennessee. There's some fucking. We saw somebody picking their toenails, and there was gambling there. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> I heard you talk about that. Well, yeah, there's gambling. Yeah, there's gambling everywhere, man. If you go in to like Nevada, like every little town there has to have uh, like a little mini casino in every single one of their gas stations. That's cool. Do you, uh, do you, yeah. so are, so you're in, so you, you like truck driving? I, I like, would that, that's the job I'm going to do, okay. by the way, okay. if this goes under, you're going to get you? your CDL. Right. I want to be, I'm going to get my fucking CDL. I'm for real about this. I am. If this goes under, I would hey. get my CDL. It's not that hard, man. Like, honestly, if you want something that's like, you know, still kind of some upward mobility and pays well and doesn't take much training as truck driving. You, I got my CDL within a month, did like a month of training and I was on the road. Like it doesn't take Damn. much. And they, yeah, most of these big companies, they pay for your training and like your hotel stay there while they're training you. So if there's anyone listening that wants to get into it, you and know, I'll bring my lady with me too. <laughs> there. I'll bring my lady on the road with me. I'll like, she'll have, she'll be able yeah. to like decorate her side of the car yeah, and have, have the whole seat set up. And then the seat is mess. <laughs> oh, I'll do it in four years. If street fight's going to last at least yeah, yeah. 
like once my kids 18 all bets are off but i think street fight will still go on after my kids 18 i'm not saying it's going to end i'm saying that all bets for me living in ohio or even having a permanent residence are off my wife and i have already talked shit about like let's just get a goddamn rv (laughs) because having a fucking house sucks it fucking sucks yeah for you right i hate it i hate that i have to have I hate that I have to have it. Yeah. It makes me fucking nuts. Yeah, I understand that. I like, mean, I have such wanderlust. Wanderlust. Sure. That, like, I just want to be able... I've fulfilled that. Wonder, that. Yeah. Right, yeah, you've done that stuff. I want to fucking be able to be like, oh, shit, you know, uh, we're going to uh, stay over there, and I want to go to Milwaukee. I want to be able to just fucking go to Milwaukee. <laughs> okay. And just be there for a month. Okay. And maybe come home. Right. Here, uh, okay. I want to be mobile, man. Got it. That's me. Yeah, I'm gonna do. My job will be celebrity bartender if the show. Tanks. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna get flown in to different places and do like a night. <laughs> okay. Make, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna make the drinks. I'm Wanna gonna do some flourishes. Dude, I'm you put should. on a fucking cummerbund and shit. Brett, you street fight money to go to bartending school. Just okay. do it. You yes, need- that would be like I'll serve drinks before the shows too. I'm gonna fuck sell yeah, all the, dude. I'm gonna sell all the merch, record the show, I'll grill, perform in the show, and then also serve drinks at the fucking show. I'll fucking grill. We'll I'm, do we'll do before the, the show parties where you uh-huh. do fucking cocktail moods, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I fucking you know I'll I'll grill just up some people, shit, yeah. yeah, and just bullshit with people. Or it's like see- a, that's the Street Fight Radio experience. Okay, yeah, you know? we can do that. I love this idea. I like it. Yeah. Celebrity bartender is the funniest thing to want to be in the history of the world. I do I like just, the idea I just of found it. Out about it rec- I just found out how lucrative it was recently. <laughs> so. It was like boggling my mind. And I was like, I make, it makes fucking so much sense. But it's just like at the same time. Oh, yeah. Plus rich people tips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I want you to be a celebrity bartender more than anything in the world. Now we have to get so we have to get like some we have to get big money listeners. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we lack that. We're like how much is one eight hundred bartend? Huh? How much is the one eight hundred bartend course? Oh, I don't know. I've never been. My wife's gonna take over the booking. I figure once once you can you have that time put over to the side. You can learn to bartend with the other amount of time. Okay. Fuck, dude, you can be self-taught. Oh, sure. You're a smart yeah. guy. Yeah. You know what tastes good. Sure. Brett's going to be a celebrity bartender now. Do YouTube celebrity bartender. <laughs> <laughs> right on, That's dude. That's kind of a job Maybe, I wanted make, at one point. I wouldn't mind doing little that. A little Bart- bit of close-up magic, too. Bartender. sprinkled yes. in there. Yes. Bartender is a cool job, too. Truck driver, bartender. Yeah, for sure. I've been watching this show, uh, The Deuce. Pizza delivery on, guy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a cool, cool people job. Pizza delivery guy. Yeah, I don't know if it's a good job, but yeah. it's a cool people job. Right. The people that do it are all sure, cool. sure, sure. I've been watching this show Our called The Deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza delivery people. Yeah, I've been watching this show called The Deuce. That's about like the beginning of the porn industry on HBO, right. and James Franco's in it, and he okay. plays this guy <laughs> that wor- like at the beginning yeah. he works at this bar. And he's trying to like, like get it popular. And then the boss is finally like, "Here, you do what you want at nights. I'll keep it during the day." And he okay. makes it this popular place. And then a mobster buys him another bar, and he makes it like this really popular okay. place. And then he gets another like a disco, and he makes it this like really 
popular place. It's like hopping place. And he's just this, he's a bartender, but he's just popping off right. like crazy in this show. And I'm like, being a bartender sounds fucking cool. Like yeah. he sounds like he's having the best time. Like right. he kind of just like the MC. He's like kind of behind the bar and he's just like, Hey, what do you want? A Tom Collins? And then he's like making a Tom Collins. Yeah. And then sometimes he just leaves and goes out and dances. And he's like, has good <laughs> rapport with his like employees and yeah. shit like that. And I was like, God, I think I want to be a bartender now. Really? But I don't even drink. Man, yeah, they make anything know. look cool on TV. They do. Yeah, that's they true. Do. Yeah, Bartending that's the old does days too, man. Back, back back when you couldn't like watch the best bartender in the world on YouTube yeah. in your pocket. Being a bartender at a hopping place is probably a very cool job. I got to imagine if you're the bartender at like the TGI Fridays in um, Times Square, like that's probably pot. That's probably cool, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I just like what is like I don't know about TGI Fridays. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, isn't the TGI yeah, Fridays in Times Square really popular? No, not like with hopping pe- not off. With cool people. Okay, I mean you're like you're you're giving like poison to slobs at a place like TGI. Okay, if there's no romantic thing happening there. All right, guys, <laughs> I I messed up. Okay, boomers probably whoever still goes to. TGI Friday. Yeah, you're 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 like yeah, you're sprinkling like a little bit of Old Bay in a Miller Light and calling it like a coastal, you know, hit or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's Old fine Bay. though, man. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in the chat said lots of bartending is making drinks for old boomer dipshits. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to just pour a lot of beer. <laughs> also, what but sucks. you can pour beer in a cool way. Yeah, like and people are judgmental lots as hell like about Lots of like Millers and Coors and Bud Light. I feel like people are super judgmental about cocktails. Everybody I know that gets cocktails, like, I always feel like it's a 40% chance that they're going to like it. Oh. (laughs) Every time we go out, I feel like everybody that gets a cocktail, it's about a 40% chance that they're going to like it. True. Yeah. But, you mean, you watch enough, you can watch enough John Taffer, Bar Rescue. The people, people don't know how to fucking make them. That's true. Like, it is, people really do make terrible fucking mixed drinks out there. Yeah, yeah, I know. At your regular-ass bar. I go out to dinner with people who love cocktails. And every time I go out to dinner with people who love cocktails, they all get a cocktail. And most of them are like, ah, this thing fucking sucks. I was out the other day. This guy got like a campfire cocktail. Uh And he was so excited about this campfire cocktail. He got it and he said it tastes like burnt wood. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think a campfire is? It is. <laughs> the essence of a campfire. Oh, that sounds pretty on point. Jane Pickering wants to know if we would serve the cigarette <laughs> vodka. Brett's drinking that tonight. So, yeah, I would yes. serve the tobacco vodka. Yeah. Uh there could, there's definitely some fun stuff. I feel like if you put actual mint in it too and like creme de menthe or maybe no, regular like <laughs> just the plant. Like Ew. you can make mint juleps with some sort of something like that with it. You just put a stick of double mint gum in there. That would Just be drop fun. a stick of gum in it. <laughs> Brian is, yeah, he, you self-taught bartender, Brian Quinby, throwing gum nicotine in Nicotine gum. Nicotine gum. Put nicotine gum ah. in the menthol tobacco. Ah. Maybe we'll steep it in nicotine gum. Holy shit. That's a million-dollar idea. It is. Yeah, nicotine vodka. Nicotine gum. Yeah. Menthol tobacco vodka. Right. So we figured it out. Well, uh, hey, thanks for calling. And and I man. call back again, man. We sure. love truck drivers. We're truck driver fans. Yeah. On yeah. Fight. We're yeah, big supporters. Sure. All right, man. I Have know. a good I've, night. 
I've been listening to you guys. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. You too. Have a good night. Hey, so yeah, dude. Uh, bartender, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm happy. You are. It's You're such a good job me? for you, dude. I don't know if I will, but I, but I'm saying it's like the perfect fucking job for you. Okay. Like you would talk. Like you can You you don't picture yourself standing behind a bar making fucking drinks. And just chatting it up with yep. the people sitting at the bar and like telling yep. jokes and like holding court, telling them about um, ancient aliens. Yeah, or even them like coming in and like, oh, I had the worst day. Like basically this show. Yeah, like, that you're is a true. Genius. Oh, I love. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Like to say that. Sad, miserable people for me to just be like fix their life up real quick. Yeah. Like, here's what you do: you get fucking wasted tonight, but tomorrow. You're going to write a to-do list for tomorrow right now. Put it in your pocket. When you wake up, you're going to fucking crush it. <laughs> oh, somebody called it a nicotini. Take that tobacco. <laughs> I got to make a nicotini. I like that. I like it. And off the while said poor nicotine vape cartridges in there. Ooh, no. I don't want to drink that stuff. I'd rather inhale nicotini. it. Nicotini. <laughs> nicotini. Have a nicotini. It's catchy. It's catchy. Oh no! Somebody said being a bartender sounds exhausting. But what, if is. you like being up late at night, though, yeah, too. I like cash a lot. I fucking love cash. Yeah, cash can hide queen. it. Cash is king. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is Daniel in Olympia. What's up, Daniel? How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I have a Lonnie story for y'all. Nice. Hey. Now that's a story I'd like to hear. <laughs> Now we're talking. Well, and and I'm glad that the, I'm glad I caught the first caller because it actually takes place in Missoula, Montana. Nice. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't think that Missoula's a college town. It is. But what's up? What? Who? What? What's going on? I gotta hear this. Well, so when I when I moved out there, I thought I could get a job at the college, and I didn't. So I applied for some job at some office that shipped out newspapers and magazines and stuff, and. The guy calls me back a couple of days after the interview, and he says, well, you know, you didn't get the office job, but uh, how desperate are you? Because we got a oh, warehouse. Wow. <laughs> so, sorry, that's crazy. So I started the next Monday. That's and hilarious. So working there, shipping out. Uh, how desperate are you? Hey, yeah, buddy. we're shipping out magazines. Uh, just, just, you've never... Never really know how many magazines there are until you've got to carry them. Just, uh, I, and you never know how bad paper cuts can get until you can get them from the cover. I oh, just, la- I just watched uh, that Marie. I've watched that Marie Kondo, and one of the uh-huh. next one of the episodes has this woman who won't throw away magazines. Oh no! And she just has boxes and boxes of magazines. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Throw yeah. the fucking magazines in the fucking trash. Magazines should just, that's a library thing. That should be libraries only. That, yeah, and we got its office. I know we have a lot of media people that listen to the show. Right. That stuff can all be done. That should have to be consolidated to the library. Yeah. No. You no. just got to rent that out, borrow it, read through it. It takes 45 fucking minutes, right? She had a million stacks of these magazines. She had them stuffed in every corner of the fucking we were, house. Oh yeah, I was actually at a popular cafe in town, and one of their big things is that they have a magazine rack. 
which is nice. But then when I looked and saw 52 magazines out on, on the fucking wall, I was like, I forgot about this. I forgot that every single month they destroy a whole fucking portion of the forest to, to put this out. Yeah. Nobody reads them. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, nobody... Every magazine that you can name is probably like a quarter of what this warehouse handled. Like there's just so many. Oh God. And like half of them are Cosmo. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. That, yeah, there is a lot of still Cosmo. popular. Yeah. Well, I can see picking that up because they so, still have it in the checkout line. Yeah. That's like true. if anything that's in the checkout line, I'm mm-hmm. sure people that's buy. That's true. But Impulse. Well, we also shipped out all the porno, which is Yay. still a big thing, at least in Montana. That, mm-hmm. that old hard copy porno. That makes sense. Yeah. You want something so, you can, like hold. You don't want to pay money for like a subscription. You want to have something you can hang on to. <laughs> well, they've all got the DVDs in them now, so they in come the they come wrapped up in plastic. That's uh-huh, a good in the magazine. I didn't, that's an innovation. I didn't know that. <laughs> so when you buy a porno magazine well, now, you get a DVD with porno. Yeah, that's nice. Whew. That's a great combo. Just handing that stuff, but, giving that stuff away. But if you're stacking up those magazines on a conveyor belt, the sleeve they're in means they're real slippery, and the DVD means they're real uneven. Oh, so yeah. occasionally, you're trying to go real quick, and you get yourself a porno lanch. Yeah, a porno avalanche. And then you got to stop uh, the whole uh, line. Yeah, yeah, they could, yeah, that sucks. Sorry, I hope nobody's been hurt by that. But, I mean, uh, not your fault, it, dude. <laughs> it was only maybe like 50 of them at a time, so it's a pain in the ass, but it doesn't really yeah. do too much. It'd be more like dropping a pallet on your foot or something, just normal warehouse stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, I just remember thick cardboard cuts, man. Just those, uh, yep. I just feel like a fucking knife wound. Ugh. Absolutely. I hate that. So we would... We would do uh, like Monday through Wednesday to get them all out. But then occasionally you'd have to come in on Sunday to like set up the the warehouse for the week. And so Casey and I were one of these teams. Casey is uh, the Lonnie in this story. And so we'd basically get these big pallets still in wrapped in cardboard off the truck. And we got to kind of sort them all out so that people could come in and throw them on the conveyor belt or anything. And this whole time, every time we were in there, every time that Casey found a new porno mag, wherever I was in the warehouse, I'd just hear, dude, check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Holding it up. Like, yeah, man. It's a good porn, my dude. Good porn, Casey. Mm -hmm. More cakes. (laughs) That that is funny. Did he did he do you think he stole the pornos? You think he like put some pornos in his sleeve and well so we were allowed to take home pretty much any of the magazines if they had extras. Okay. Okay. That's uh, a benefit. Come the up porn. then. That's a Benny. Oh wait, except oh, for the except porn. But they Come always on. do that. They what always is uh-huh. this? exclude the thing that you would what? actually so want to take do, home. <laughs> but the warehouse was running their own scam here. Oh. Is they'd report all the extra porn as damaged to the distributor. And then they'd reship it off to a reseller in Butte, Montana. Smart. Smart. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would be like, you know, sell it to adult bookstore. So, but Montana, 
big redistributor of mm-hmm. a lot of pornography, but they can get a lot of porno mags. Well, after the copy mine, after the copper mine closed down, they had to figure out, you know, some industry to bring back the jobs. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, maybe I support this industry. Yeah. Um, Maybe, maybe I can. Maybe there's a lot of heart in uh, Butte, Montana, for the, yeah. the people that bring us our budget pornography combo DVD magazines. Long-legged Hannah from Butt, Montana, right? <laughs> exactly. That was a country song when I was younger. <laughs> yes, one of the good ones. What's up? Well, uh, uh, thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for calling, calling man. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. But that is that is a super lonny move to be surprised by a porno every time you see it. That is funny. No, that's a, yeah, that's joy. You know, that's like joyous. <laughs> it's joy. It's all a porno. Hey, hey look, man, you see porno. this porno? <laughs> This funny, these funny little pornos keep showing up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We got a couple more to go. You ready to do this? Let's go down my, another shot of this uh, mentholated tobacco vodka brought to you by Ivana Bitch. Not official sponsors, but. Well, might as well be. If we can get a cardboard cutout, I'll, I'll stand next to the fucking banana one. I'll do a banana cardboard cutout. You know, it doesn't have to. Oh, if do they get regular tobacco still? It's just the menthol is out. No, they have the to regular. Can we bring? Tobacco. Can we do a limited edition? Can I? Can we do pre-orders and I could order like a fucking case? Ivana, bitch, get back to me. Yeah, I want to do fucking business. Let's. I mean, you can try to get a hold of them, dude. I did. I looked at their Twitter. They've got only like a thousand followers, so I feel like we could like have a good, good relationship here. You know? I'm looking up Ivana, bitch. Uh, let's see who's on the phone next here. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's Mikey from Richmond. Mikey? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, what's up? You sound a little far away. Here, one sec. There you go. Is that better? Yes, yes that's, that's it. Perfecto. Oh, no, the audio's fucked up, guys. I think. Do I sound normal to you? Sounds a little fucked up. Yeah, well, sorry. We're gonna have to figure it out. We're trying. We're trying here. I don't know why it does it like intermittently. I'm trying to like uh, trying to figure it out. But uh, what's going on tonight? Uh, not much. I just finished my seasonal job like a week ago, so I'm hanging out unemployed for a little while. Nice. Now that's that's what I like. Unemployment. Great. What's your seasonal job? What kind of seasonal work do you do? I was an audio technician at an amusement park for their Christmas event. Damn. Okay. I love, uh, first of all, I just got to say this real quick. When the sound goes bad, I'm the one who fixes it. Um, People keep giving Jason credit, but I keep unplugging it and plugging it back in. Oh, wow. That's what seems to fix it. This right here, the whole, the thing, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, USB cable. I'm just unplug it plug it back in it seems to work seems to take care of the problem i don't know yeah ro f um suggests maybe we think of it as fun employed yeah fun it does sound fun oh, i man, mean man. except if you're not making any money are you getting uh are you getting the good uh benefits <laughs> no you can't get unemployment off seasonal work as Fuck. far as i know well that sucks yeah, i that feel for you i can don't... see them doing that 
Now they're thanking Jason for fixing the sound that, that they know that I'm fixing the sound. But I okay. think it was Jason. When Jason left the <laughs> no, room, I he started pushing okay. buttons on his phone. He okay. fixed it. Okay, okay, whatever. Look, Jason's great. He he made this whole thing work, but I, I'm just very good at fixing things. Okay, you, right. get, you get a lot of credit around here. Okay? I'm just a fix. I'm fixing stuff. I wanted to, like I want people to understand that I'm. Okay, you're right. You, really you are tech treated savvy. like an oaf. You're treated like an oaf I'm when it comes to the tech stuff. Exactly, I'm tech savvy. You've told us that you just you do really just do Twitter while we set up the show. I do. Oh my god! You, you look at the chat. All right, what's up tonight? I'm tired of this hero worship. Hello? I think we lost the call. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, oh, what's up, man? What's going on? Oh, boring him. Hey, so I had a kind of a fun story about when I was working at the amusement park. Okay. Um, before before we, uh, we opened for the season, we were, like, there building the sets for the plays and stuff. Um, and we took these enormous lunches. Like, we took an hour lunch, and everyone would try and eat as much food as they could for some reason. Um and so we were always asking the supervisor if we could go to Golden Corral for lunch. Nice. But Golden Corral was about a 15-minute drive away. So she always said, no, you can't go to Golden Corral. You're going to be late. <laughs> One day, after pressing her enough, she said, fine, you can go to Golden Corral. But if you're over an hour, you will never get to go to a buffet again. Oh, oh shit. And so we, so we booked it there as fast as we could. We had about 22 minutes to eat. We all ate like three or four plates of Golden Corral, and we made it back in 58 minutes. <laughs> wow, congratulations. God. That's something to celebrate. Can I just say? They pulled into the parking lot after we did. Can, can I just say that uh, working people just love Golden Corral? Like when I worked at the goddamn cable company, anytime it was like, y'all, you know, y'all can go get whatever you want for lunch. Well, it's on us today. Always golden corral. Well, because you can time. have you can eat like a whole day's worth of food in one meal. Sure, but in the middle of the day, right, is where the issue for me always was. Like I never liked. I don't want to go to a buffet and like pig out at at noon. <laughs> that is such a hard. Just fill up the gas tank and you know run on that the rest of the day, man. Ugh, when I fill up the fucking gas tank, I fall asleep immediately. I have to go hide somewhere and sleep. 58-minute trip to Golden Corral has to be a record. Yeah, that's pretty good. Did you get any fucking to-go? Are you allowed to do to-go? No. Nope. You aren't? No, you have to pay more for the to-go. Yeah. Mm. They ain't going to give you nothing to-go. Like, if you ask for a to-go box in um, Golden Corral, they punch you in the teeth. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, so, they uh, admonish I asked you. before I went. <laughs> You're not allowed to get to-go. You know what I want to go to Golden Corral for? I just want to get an enormous fucking plate of soft-serve ice cream there. Okay. That's the reason to go to Golden uh, Corral. They got that Sunday bar. I love Sunday bars. Okay. Yeah. What we did what? when we went for the ice cream is we uh, took the cone and we put a little of the apple cobbler in the bottom of the cone and then put the ice cream in on top of that and then made our sundaes on top of that and then we took those to go. Fuck, that is a really good idea. Jason has a golden corral hint. We'll relay it to you. Okay. <laughs> 
If you pay $1 for the large to-go cup at Golden Corral, you can fill it with food and take it home with you. So that is It's a meal of a cup. I don't... They like watch you do it, man. I I get I've been in trouble at enough buffets that I just don't. You don't want to get yelled at. You I don't, don't even go. Anymore. What are you What are you doing? I haven't been to a buffet in ten years. I haven't either. Maybe a conservative estimate ten years since I've been to a buffet. I know that hurts my uh, hurts my cred out there. But guys, I was never a buffet guy. You're probably gonna grow up to not be buffet guys. And gals and non-binary pals. No, I mean, I know 60-year-old men that love buffets. That's true. I mean, all the guys I worked with at the cable company were like, they're probably going to a, they loved Chinese buffets. Yeah. Like, that was one thing that would get them just flipping out over some Chinese buffet, which, by the way, had pizza and chicken nuggets, too. Well, yeah, Chinese people are very, they're pleasers. Yeah. <laughs> they give you what you want to make money. <laughs> and then uh, they liked Golden Corral, and then CeCe's Pizza was another one that was very popular. Yeah, that was what I did when I worked for a while at the Magnet Store in Dallas. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, recycling place. The lunch usually was buffets because everybody liked to sit down and house about four plates of fucking food. Yeah. You know? They you you know you make an American plate, you make uh, a Mexican plate, you make a fucking Asian plate, right? You make a dessert plate. <laughs> Have not done that in so fucking long. Oh my god, I need to try it. You ready well, to go back to buffets? Well, now I think I need. Pe- Let's go to a buffet. Can okay. we make a commitment to Could go hip, into a buffet? Hips, hipsters ha- can't no. touch. They haven't touched buffets yet. It's impossible. It would have to be like $39, right, it, for them to do it. Number one, it would have to be like $39. Number two, it's just, we just don't. Uh, you can't cook shit with, you can't keep things warm with steam. One, that. Two, it's just, we don't eat like, like <laughs> portions are, it's a different thing. I've been watching Kitchen Nightmares this week, right? And this guy was serving this pizza that was fucking huge. I can't, I can't articulate how much shit was on this pizza. No, it was 24 ounces of dough, which is like a lot of fucking dough, right? For a large pizza with this enormous crust and just so many toppings, so many. He actually made a calzone and it had conservative estimate. 50 pepperonis in it right and like gordon ramsay was like uh this is fucking gross like what's with all the fucking ingredients and the whole time i was thinking that too yeah it was like a huge portion to me is not a bonus anymore right right like i i love a huge portion and if i'm at home i'm gonna eat a huge portion but i don't want to be served a huge portion because i feel like you're saying (laughs) i feel like that says something about me as a person (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to see. Can we give you the record? The chat chimed in a lot of people, I think, and they are right. They say Indian buffet is your, um, that is your uh, exception to the rule there on buffets. I'd go to an Indian buffet. Those are good. Yeah, and that kind of stuff, it's soups and stewy type stuff that sits well in a fucking pot. It's not some fucking It's getting better. It's like chili and shit. It gets better, like, the more it sits there. It's not like some maniac that's like, 
fucking grilling you a medium no, rare exactly. sirloin steak yeah. and then it's not also green... cutting off a piece of ham prime rib for you right. <laughs> it's not green beans that yeah. they don't put any salt on because they have to they don't want to offend anybody's I was I was very big in breakfast Who, bar. What's it? Are we? Do we have a still have a caller on the line? Yeah, we do. We're <laughs> we're just talking about buffets. I now. know. Well, we're gonna keep that as a record now. If you're a listener and you've done a quicker lunch break, a more miracle lunch break. Yeah. Now the record is one hour lunch break to Golden Corral. Yep. Yep. That's pretty. That's pretty big. Big uh, hurdle to, to jump. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, thanks for calling, buddy. You yeah, y'all have a good one. You too, man. Uh, yeah, so breakfast buffets were always very cool to me. Those were my jam. No. The you fucking like French toast is so soggy. The pancakes are so booty. The eggs They're are fucking wet as fuck, man. When you well, like get them fucking goopy-ass eggs. And I don't eat eggs, so that doesn't matter. No. Fuck, <laughs> fuck breakfast buffet forever. That shit has to be fresh. Otherwise, doesn't it, just, like... it has such a high like half-life. Like no, it just it evolved so quickly. No. It's like pancakes, when they're piping fucking hot, are amazing. And then as soon as they get to room temperature, you're like, what am I, what is this technically <laughs> that I'm eating right That's now? That's not true. I, I'll eat fucking 10 room temperature pancakes. No, no. Make them hot cakes, baby. French toast sticks, man. Make them sizzling. Yeah, crunchy toast sticks. Like when you take a French toast stick, you fry a French toast stick, you put it inside of a fucking steam table and <laughs> cover it up. That shit gets soggy. Big old dish full of eggs. Yeah. Big fucking <laughs> pile of eggs. Yeah. Just sweating. Just fucking sitting there roasting in a fucking sauna. Yeah. Guys, I just, I got to tell you, I like buffets as much as, I haven't had one in years. I don't we do need a buffet. Man. The last My time dad- I had a buffet, I had a breakfast buffet at a fancy restaurant by the airport called the 94th Aero Squadron, uh-huh. which like real boomer heads like me who know what the boomers were eating back in the day. That's a fancy restaurant. They used to like be like, yeah. Hey, we're going on a date. He's taking me to the 94th arrow squad, you know? Yeah. And I went and had breakfast there and then I got sick that day. So maybe I'm wrong, but you know, I like my, pancakes. My Sorry. dad fucking welder drove a motherfucking Mustang, right? Regular ass guy hated fucking buffets. Cause he only likes crispy food. And you cannot get crispy food at a fucking That's buffet. That's true. Hey, man. You know. I, the thing is, like, you're if you go into any business where they're actually burning calories. Like, Jason was a fucking mover, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. They're eating buffets. Yeah, they're eating at Golden to. Corral. Yeah, of course. You know? Because that's the jam. It's a necessity. I get yeah. it. I we get need it. them buffets out there for people. Yeah. I, uh, I don't burn calories. I don't fucking need to worry about it. You don't? Right? Walking 26,000 steps? Well, I mean, I burn calories, but I don't burn the kind of calories that right. people do that do real jobs for a living. That are like so swinging a hammer. I can fucking go eat, you know, just a regular size meal. <laughs> All right. That's true. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, I'm Jay, and I'm from Seattle. What's up, Jay? How are you tonight? I love Seattle. We love that city. One of my favorite places. Best audience we had, I think. I know. I was at your, sh- I was at your show while everyone chanted "Kill Jeff Bezos," so that was great. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's cool. Time. You guys That's were the only awesome. ones that did it. Yeah, on that tour. Actually. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, a lot we're of people dedicated didn't to it. See, that's what we needed, and that, and you, you live with the supervillain in your city, so you know the situation. Um, in other places, when we told him, <clears throat> he loves the light girl. 
Well, like in the other cities. So here's what happened. Here's what played out. In the other cities, we said to them, we said the same thing. We can't condone your use of the phrase kill Jeff Bezos, but you know, we can't stop you. <laughs> Seattle was the only one that persevered. Everybody else just kind of quieted down. LA kind of did it. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know, have the same intensity of Chicago. The, the intensity of Chicago and Seattle are the places that are the most intense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had that in my Tinder bio for a really long time. So I'm just <laughs> oh, sure. dedicated at all times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chicago and Seattle, I would have to say both of that, that Seattle show and the Chicago show were the most wild crowds we've ever had. Like, it really felt like we were just riding a wave. I know, I know. We, yeah, we couldn't lose. It was so much fun. Everybody was in the mood, and uh, it was such a great time. Yeah, y'all are rowdy in Seattle. Yeah, What's... my my friend and I were drinking, and he kept mentioning Elliot Stabler from Law & Order SCU, and that the actor, Christopher Maloney, uh has nudes out there and he kept telling me about them during your show. So I spilled beer all over his street fight poster. And I'm pretty sure oh. he was just like fine with it. So well, I mean, yeah. beer so street fight poster. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like battle sense. damaged. Yeah. Uh, Game time worn or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's how it's supposed to be. Your posters are all supposed to like smell like beer and weed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or just smell bad. Yeah, our, our gumball shirts Valid. all are covered with cat hair. Yeah. Yeah. Our gumball shirts did sit in our drug bag the whole time on vacation. So I wouldn't <laughs> be on tour. So I'm sure, you know, maybe there's some drug particles on them. I don't know. They were in the drug bag. So what's going on tonight? You know, so I have either a really depressing health care story for you guys the beginning of the show reminded me of a really terrible healthcare story i have or of a really bad like service work story to tell you guys i'll let you choose Oof. brian solicited health care we'll take health care but i almost want to hear the service work story too maybe we can do both what the service let's... work one i can make quick okay I can okay make the service the service one quick so long story short i lived in germany and technically I'm a troop, but we won't talk about that. Um, I was a civilian on an American military base, and they just, like, contracted out people that were, like, fresh out of college to work there and just live free, room and board, and just travel. So I worked at this, like, shitty, shitty, shitty military hotel. And uh, I, it was one of the first days I was there. It was in Germany, beautiful mountains, everything just great. It was snowing. It was January. And I'm a housekeeper, and this guy, like, comes out of his room, and it was all, like, low-ranking military, and I think there was, like, a military ball the night before, which means they all got shit-faced, and, like, it was just horrible. And so I'm cleaning this guy's room, and he, like, comes out, he's like, hey, like, I just want to let you know, like, I kind of left a mess in there. Here's uh -oh. uh -oh. 40 euro, because I was in Germany, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, like, this is my very first day working, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I got 40 euro. I go in the room, it's fine, it's not too messy, it's great. Like, he mentioned he like, got sick, and I was like, okay, whatever, and I saw the sheets on the floor, which is always a really bad sign if someone, like, pulls their sheets off the bed first. Yeah, and I so don't ever do that, so now that you've mentioned Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and so, so that's fine, and then, like, as routine, I open, like, the balcony, and mind you, it's snowing, it's, like, 15 degrees, I open the balcony to, like, look outside because it was a nice view. 
and I see wet towels covered in presumably what I think is puke. However, the towels were frozen solid to the ground because it was so cold outside. And this man did not tell me. He left me, like, literally frozen, like, solid puke towels outside. So I'm having to, like, kick them off the ground with my my non-split sketchers. Yeah, they don't give you like a as a housekeeper, you don't get like a scraper or anything to like get that off the ground. No, you get you get a door wedge and you get a sponge and then chemicals that burn your skin. Ankles are lucky. (laughs) You don't get anything. And if you like have an allergic reaction to the really strong chemicals, you're just kind of like, uh, just deal with it. Maybe you're not cut out for this job is yeah. usually like what they, like I can see them saying that. That's fucking, so you had a bunch of frozen puke towels. That's probably great to like clean up. I, frozen solid and I had to baggy them in like a plastic bag because they wouldn't let me throw them away. They were like, no, 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 no. Like we could use those eventually. Like it's fine. And I'm like, they're like, I usually broke one of the towels by kicking it. That's how fucking frozen they And I had to like call. I was just like, and then one of my like leads or something who was also like the same age as me and stuff like came up and was like, what are you doing? And I'm just like kicking the ground trying to get these frozen puke towels off. And eventually just had to like put them down the laundry chute in like a plastic bag and you just heard a big clunk and I'm pretty sure they broke by the time they got down like the five <laughs> floors to the laundry room. You know uh, when <laughs> And that you, was my first day. My The first oh, day? Geez, <laughs> I mean like you had to think this is what I would have thought if somebody handed me $40. There's doo-doo in that fucking room. Yeah, yeah. There's doo-doo somewhere oh, in that yeah. room. So I feel like you did oh, get a yeah. little lucky at least. <laughs> I mean Usually, like, I learned that was a pretty soft way of dealing with the mess post, like, military balls, because usually it was, like, the night after one of those, you'd, like, clean the rooms, and you'd see, like, it was all, like, 18-year-olds who just, like, signed up for the military, and, like, you'd go in their room, and you'd, like, trip over a cup full of, like, chew, or, like, spit and chew, and then, Military guys love dip so much. Step on their girlfriend's hair extensions, and, like... Oh, it was just so terrible. <laughs> yeah, 18-year-olds. The year part olds, of it, though, was that the... Go ahead. They're, the 18-year-olds, like, especially in the military, are not going to keep a hotel and, and room in good shape. Mm-mm. And, like, I didn't really clean their rooms well. I just used Windex all the time. So, like, it's fine. It was equal, like, distribution there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... But, like, the best part is, like, wow, like, I'm cleaning the puke towels especially. Like, this hotel, like, just played music, like, sound, like, instrumental soundtracks. Like, the Harry Potter soundtrack, Mechanic was a big one. But a weird one that they always played was the Twin Peaks soundtrack. And so, like, Mm. literally, while I'm, like, kicking, like, puke towels off the ground that are frozen solid, I'm just hearing the opening theme song to Twin Peaks, like, ambiently playing in the background. (laughs) <laughs> it's an auto office that's an odd environment yeah yeah so uh what uh I'm, now we have to be ready for a, a horrible healthcare story but i did solicit them so what's up it's, it's depressing okay okay so i'll try I'm to really not make I, i'm gonna try to lighten the mood a little bit but let's see i'll probably just get depressed you are allowed to lighten 
the mood on this one. <laughs> okay. So I will put a large content warning. This is like surrounding mental health and stuff. So basically, like over the summer, it's fine. Now I'm happy and I'm on a phone call with Street Fight. But like over the summer, I had mental health crisis. And so basically, that resulted in me like trying to hurt myself. And I like had a friend call an ambulance, met the ambulance outside, drove to the hospital. To which the doctor at the ER was just like immediately told me I wasn't allowed to leave without like asking me anything that happened and I was like pretty compliant with her and it was just really horrible and I sat there for like six hours like no care at all whatsoever I didn't know if I like hurt like actually hurt myself or anything and then she finally comes up to me like six hours later and she's like I I, like had to talk to a social worker and the social worker was like okay yeah I'm gonna recommend that you like get put on like benzos or something to like help you out you have a psychiatrist appointment like don't worry like you'll be fine and so then the doctor comes and like looks at me and is just like yeah so i'm not gonna put you on anything so you just don't think you'll follow through and i'm like okay and i'm just trying to leave at this point she's like you know this isn't what hospitals are for like you shouldn't have come here and i was just like okay and she was like, you should have opened up your toolbox of people and your resources and, like, been able to talk to them and not come here. And this lady was wearing, like, mismatched Crocs that were, like, neon pink and neon green and, like, had a nose ring. And I'm pretty sure she's, like, a Hillary supporter. And I was like, okay. And then, like, and then I left, like, feeling worse than what I did before. Like, my friend was That's with me. That's fucking weird. And then this is That's where I That's really fucking It was terrible. Weird. Like, she basically told me she'd rather I be dead, which I don't think doctors should tell people, but go off, I guess. And, yeah. oh, it also was weird because then she was like, I'm non-binary, but I don't tell doctors this really because there's no point. But, like, she was, she was, like, oh, girls should only see girls and guys should only see guy doctors. Like, you should never see a guy doctor. So it's this weird other, like, shit happening there. But then The thing about the doc, I mean, like, doctors just have to go to school to become doctors. Like, they don't have to be decent people or they don't have to be self-aware. Like, they don't check for that kind of shit. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, you just never know what you're going to get and... That is terrible. That fucking sucks. It's just like it gets worse. <laughs> you supposed? To, oh no! God damn it! All right, here we go. Let's keep. We're going up the. We're going up the uh, <laughs> so, the hill on the roller coaster here. It gets worse. So then, like, like I leave, like feeling like worse than I did before, and like I also had like actually really caused like harm to myself. I had like taken a bunch of pills, so like I they didn't tell me if I was fine. So I don't remember like the three days after that, but like then I get the bill in the mail and I got the one for the ambulance, which like they gave me a fucking band aid. That's all they did because they blew, drew blood, and that cost a couple grand. But I was able to get that down, I think. But then I get a four thousand dollar bill from the hospital, and then I get another thousand or two thousand dollar bill just for seeing that specific doctor. So I'm like six thousand dollars in debt. I call in to try and, like, get my insurance to, like, fix it. And they're like, okay, yeah, we got your insurance information. I called three more times because I kept getting all these bills. And this was in July. 
and the saga finally ended in December. Um, and so then we found out that insurance wasn't covering it, and we didn't know why. And we called, and it turns out that the doctor who saw me checked some fucking box that was like saying that because I tried to kill myself, it was a, due to a pre-existing condition of being depressed, which means that insurance didn't have to cover it. Yeah, there are a lot of really like doc like the some of the opinions that doctors have like we trust them a lot to to make decisions and there are a ton of good doctors but they're also like they're also humans so there's evil ones yeah. that are just mean that are like bootstraps type people who I mean you see a lot of I mean you're seeing a lot of people that are in need or at like at the a low time in their life and you just start to think everyone's like this and that you're the only successful like person that has your shit together. And the thing about bullshit. and the thing about the insurance like we're we're fighting for our lot like people are fighting really hard to get that Medicare for all for people which means you would be covered. Like there's not a such thing as fucking coverage. That something like this happens yeah. and it doesn't have to turn into a thing. Right. And everybody wants that. It's crazy for me to think about people like that well, near a Tandon can go online and say, but not everybody wants that. We want to keep insurance through your employer. And it's like, nobody wants that. Right. Nobody fucking wants an insurance company. Well, and I nobody. I mean, and I yeah. think of, no I mean, one, it really, I, I just, it's such an awful thing for her to think that way too, because it's like an it's an emergency. You had a uh, you had an emergency in your life. You went and chilled out for six hours and hung around medical professionals that can monitor you, and that seems like a good fucking use of the thing to me. Mm -hmm. like, I just don't know. It's just really unfortunate that someone. I, I just I just can't imagine saying that type of someone that it's in because they don't want to they don't want you to fucking use the insurance and again why not they're getting paid they're I getting know. paid five they get to they make a, that's just how they make their money there. yeah this is like a tattoo artist saying I don't want to do you know some Pinterest bullshit it's like that's how you make your money man yeah <laughs> you got to do Brutus Buckeyes if yeah. you're in Ohio <laughs> my guy right. that's just the way it is. Oh, but uh, you're gonna have to do you're gonna <laughs> yeah, have to do like, a feather breaking up into little birds on on women's shoulders yeah. money as a tattoo artist <laughs> yeah like and then it was just like it was a terrible fucking experience like and she threatened to keep me there on like involuntary my which is not how those like you can do that but like i was super compliant like i met the fucking ambulance out there i was like oh yeah i made like a bad idea like this was a bad decision and it was super chill. It was very nice as chill as I could be given the situation. And she, like, immediately was like, you're staying here. And I was like, don't I have to be seen by a social worker? Because my depressed ass knows this, like, whole thing. And she was like, well, yeah, but you're going to stay, sweetie. You're suicidal. And I was like, okay. So then not to mention, like, I keep getting these, like, final notices in the mail for these bills, and we keep fucking calling insurance. Like, at this point, like, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, I was waiting to just let it go to collections because I didn't want to think win. about this traumatic, terrible situation. Yeah, they and win so much doing so that. I've, finally, I've, I've, so many yeah. things have let go just because the bureaucracy, I don't want to fight against yeah, it. Yeah, I'm done. You know? I just can't do it. I can't fight with and you. You win. I can't sit on the phone for four hours. 
Yeah, and emotionally, it was just, like, draining. Like, I'd call, like, it was about something I did not want to even talk about. So then right. it was just, like, I'd call, and they'd hang up on me. I was clearly high. And then finally, like, my mom was, was like, you know what, we'll just pay it. Like, or I think insurance said they'd cover it because I had to write a fucking letter saying that it wasn't, like, because of a pre-existing condition. Right. So then I had to do that, and then finally, like, but the bill for the the doctor wouldn't go away. Like, for whatever reason, like, this, like, $2,000 bill would not go away, no matter how many times I called and asked for insurance to cover it. So finally we paid it. Like, it was around Christmas, and my mom was like, you know what, I'm not going to let go collections. Like, I'll pay it for you as Christmas gifts. And I was like, oh, cool, happy Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing i mean that's a, i mean that i'm is grateful like, i'm so grateful she did no my mom paid off one of my cars they got <laughs> fucking repoed one time for christmas put some money down on it oh, so sad it's yeah. so sad but the next day after my mom paid it like a two thousand dollar bill right before christmas like maybe three days before christmas i get the adjusted bill for a hundred dollars in the mail and we still haven't gotten a refund oh man fudge. these yeah because they're like oh no you could pay it right you, you know what i mean yeah, they're, they're gonna make it such yeah. a hassle to get that money back and again this is <coughs> these people that say that people love their private insurance or or, or why, would, insurance. why go to the trouble of this why why go to the trouble of all the we're wasting so much time with the runaround with the billing and all of this stuff when you just need someone on hand at a fucking building to help somebody out when they're in a low period in their fucking life. Right. And if that's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need like a million different ways to figure well, out the deal, the transaction and the money and all that shit. And and somebody in the chat said that, but like, I think a lot of doctors like MDs are bad with like mental illness sorts of things. And a lot of them are like bootstraps type people. Cause I think I've well, told they don't school doesn't oh, require yeah. school doesn't require. They know anything about nutrition or mental health. Yeah, and well, what I'm saying is, like, even, like, my doctor, I had a, so everybody that listens to the show knows that I had, like, a pretty bad, like, a drug problem at one point in my life, and uh, I went, mm -hmm. I went to the hospital, and I, I went, I, I, uh, you know, I kind of, I got out of it, I went to rehab, and I got out of it, and I happened to mention it to the current doctor that I have, like, hey, yeah, I, you know, I had this little time where I was pretty mentally unhealthy is when I started going to her. Cause I was just having these panic attacks and shit. And they put me on, they put me on uh Celexa and, but I was like climbing the walls. I was having these like debilitating panic attacks. And my doctor like looked me straight mm -hmm. in the face and said, I am not giving you Xanax. And like, uh, it made me feel like such a, a druggie. At that moment in my life that I, it was, it was like the worst feeling. Like some of these doctors just aren't delicate at all about they these things. They don't care. Yeah. Yep. And they think it's so fucking cool. It's like, like how they talk about how they have gallows humor. And you're like, that's not fucking cool, man. It makes you sound like a fucking crazy person. They're really maudlin like the doctors on MASH. Yeah, or like House. It's like, oh, he's a crazy guy. He, or, or they make jokes about death. And, and you're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, I've had a few. I, I mean, I, I sympathize with you. I, I've had a few go to the hospital for, like, mental health things and had a really bad experience where they're just nobody deals with you. Nobody deals with you in the uh, in the emergency room in a way that's like yeah. humane. They kind of treat you like they're wasting. You're wasting their time. 
a lot of times. They never even told me if anything was wrong, like, or if I caused damage. And so, like, maybe, like, three weeks later, I got put on Prozac, which was terrible. I don't ever go on that. But that was giving me really adverse reactions, and I never knew if that was because of the, like, what I had done. And then I had filed a complaint with the hospital, and because of this lady's treatment. And I get a letter back in the mail, and this is how I found out I didn't get any, like, did any damage was they were like oh um your doctor actually did everything right she called poison control and she did this and she checked your blood pressure and you were fine so she let you go and i was like that'd be cool she fucking told me that yeah she could have fucking said it yeah and it just really it like some of this the, the the coverage thing is like every single time somebody has to go to the doctor and and mental health tends to be one of the worst things to have to go for because mm-hmm. again they don't understand the insurance companies want to screw you out of your money and they they kind of they for some reason a lot of times they treat mental illness as not a real illness like i i always i always thought of mental illness like this like okay i think i'm having a heart attack and I have all the feelings of Thanks. me having a heart attack and I'm having this anxiety attack and I have the illness. This is illness. I don't feel good. Well, like then, I, I feel wrong. Helped you with it? And then you go in. What? Well, no. What gave I, you pills though, right? Well, they, now I, yeah, I'm See? on antidepressants. I'm on SSRIs. But like there were times in my early 20s, I went to the emergency room a few times with like symptoms that i thought were super serious you know and i'm yeah. freaking out and there they did I, I mean like she says it just it, when she told this story it brought back it brought I mean, that back to me i there were times where it was basically like you're wasting my time yeah and yeah. i didn't have insurance at the time so oh, all the time. there was someone that wrote in before i think it might have, i can't remember who it was but somebody put in the street fighters group i don't want to call them out but um that they have were going to a therapist and the therapist eventually when they're like six months in or something was just like i think you need to grow up you know and like just basically tore them down said everything you know just was like completely unprofessional and unhelpful to them you know in any sort of way and uh you know i mean you never know what you're gonna get Mm -hmm. with the fucking help i mean i i was i did a pretty good job you know i i had the issue though where like i went 10 years without health care you know because it was too expensive and I didn't want to pay mm-hmm. for it. And I probably should have been paying for it. But at the time, I was just doing the numbers, you know, each month. And it saved me 175 to $300. And, uh, you know, I would just go without it and pay cash when I needed to. But uh, being able to use it now and getting help with that shit has been really helpful. Well, they know? depend on that, though, a lot of times, too. You'll, you'll, when, when they're talking about not, not having universal health care they're like what about the guy that's 25 that doesn't right. have to go to right. the fucking doctor and it's like well he should nice if he could go they though. should have <laughs> no no they should have full service because like, if i would have been able to ask if i would have been able to ask for help i probably would have taken it you know yeah. it's just wild how like the difference though and how it works like getting meds at least for like because i have severe anxiety like basically the same as you described like I, my mom just, it took me so long. I'm 25 to get a Xanax prescription. Like, and it's still very oh. limited. I can only like, I only get like one refill. I have to like go physically to get the prescription and then like get the written out one. It takes forever and it's just annoying to get. 
And it's the only thing that helps. But my mom, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I went to the primary care today and he gave me 60 pills of Clonopin. Do you know what that is? Yeah. With, like, yeah. three refills. I agree. I Yeah, I know that feeling, too, where it's like I, I tried every single way to tell my doctor, like, uh, you know, my anxiety still gets kind of out of hand every once in a while. And it would be nice if I had something to bring me down at those times. But she she's straight up told me she's like, I'm not giving you any controlled substances. So basically, I she makes me feel like a fucking junkie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I that's use that lady. a bad feel. I get a bad like I. So every time I've gone in there, I've kind of felt like I've gone in there like when I had the sciatic nerve and my back was all fucked up and I was in a lot of pain. She's like, I'm not. Like, I'm not going to get, so I go to the, my doctors are cool, man. I go to the, I got to say, I, I mean, I, I do the OSU medical thing. It's all like, it's all through that. And like the people there are really like progressive and on the cutting edge and pretty fucking cool. Yeah. That sucks that you have that experience. I mean, a lot of people do. I think they I mean, look like, at I told certain... them I do Coke like once every day. They're like, oh, okay, whatever. How much? I'm like, like once a like once or twice a year and they're like oh, okay whatever yeah but they also don't give you they haven't given you any controlled substance that's true ever. that's true that's the thing about this this system and the dea and the way that it's all set up is it's like they're so scared to give you some kind of a controlled substance to give you adderall because they think like it's like this automatic thing where they think you're gonna fucking sell it and then you never have enough of what you need yeah the people that use it never have enough like you don't have enough xanax and they're never gonna let you have enough xanax because they feel like if you have enough xanax you'll no. start selling your xanax yeah and who cares if you fucking sell your xanax you know i think is uh i mean i think at your age too i mean it's uh perfectly normal to uh you know rely on that and if it's helpful for this time period but i don't think it's it'll solve you don't won't solve your problems in the long term oh yeah definitely. and and uh you know what you'll develop into is you know this is just like a a point in period in in people's lives you know i think that's like when it we does. talk a lot we talk a lot about the drug use that even if it's illegal drug use with heroin and fentanyl and all that stuff you know people are medicating themselves and if it's a regular thing and it's not a pain in the ass and it's not a hassle and it doesn't create trauma for you to get access to that, you eventually get a calm period where you're like, well, mm -hmm. maybe I shouldn't be yeah. doing this all the fucking time. You know, maybe I, uh, maybe I do have things kind of in order now. Maybe things are comfortable to the point where I can, you know, get my ducks in a row. And right. I think that's what I've seen is more successful, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, she, she said she's 25 and like my worst period was between like 20 and like 30. There's so much growing that happens. Yeah. Here. It's tough. And like, and it's really challenging. We do such a bad job as a culture, you know, welcoming people into adulthood and making or preparing it understandable. Them and at all. We don't prepare them for no, it at all. No. We treat it. They just like kick them out of the nest. Right. We, no, we, yes. We treat adulthood like it's fucking magic, dude. Like when you're a kid, adulthood is like a magic cloak that you get to wear. They, I can't really explain what it is, but it's crazy because you're an adult. I, like, I, I don't know if this is going to help with anxiety, but like, I tell my kid, like, pretty much everything that's going on because i want her to see an example of an adult trying to live a life i don't care if it's wrong right like i want her to just see an example yeah. of what it's like to be an adult because i really think that 
that that 10 years that 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 part of your 20s that everybody everybody has panic attacks in their fucking 20s i feel i really think that everybody has anxiety attacks whether they know it or not or whether they understand that that's what's happening or not they're having them and we have you know we have a weird cult oh, and yeah. i wrote about i wrote about this too in the hustler zine as well is uh you know we have this unfortunate pressure uh where people are you know feel like they're supposed to have, have everything together at this time in their life and be an adult and uh you know stay on course and prepare for the future and have all this stuff but um the vast majority of us aren't it's really harmful yep. that we push this narrative that you're supposed to to live the straight and narrow and follow all these rules and be successful in these ways and have the good debt and, and buy the good stuff and, you know, make people that don't feel inadequate when like nobody can keep up with that. And people are all beating themselves up, you know, yep. it's just, and mm -hmm. we're all there and we're, we're all in the same boat together, but lying to each other for mm -hmm. out of fake pride or, you know, to keep up the, the, the culture that's Dude, like the, killing us all. The money thing is always like that. When I've pointed this out to so many young people, that like I'm telling you right now, when you go to the bar with all your friends and you're kind of freaking out about how much money you're spending, you're in the majority of the people in right. that bar. Right. Everybody in that fucking bar is freaking oh, yeah. out about the amount of money yeah. they're spending. Absolutely. But they're all acting like they're not. I'm not saying that there's not a chemical component to anxiety, but I do think I I, I mean, I like yeah. to tell people that I hope that there's a, a like that there is kind of a light out there that that by the time you get to your 30s you generally figure out how to cope with it a little bit better and they become a little less debilitating I yeah guess. i mean the you know the you're going to take a lot of bumps and bruises right now in your life and it's just part of the maturation process but in the future um you know things hit a more a better stride i think you know heading into my 30s um i did feel like I had, you know, done the work of being out there in the world and, and taking my lumps and uh, was way more confident and knew who I was more. And I kind of understood how my brain worked. And you got to you got to really just do you the best that you can and, and live your best life, because that's the way that you're going to feel less anxious, that you're going to feel less of these pressures and all of those things when you feel comfortable. And then the, the people that like you when you feel comfortable, you know, they're going to help you know, solidify that stability that we all need and, you know, the camaraderie and all that stuff. So just hang in there and uh, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. I'll feel better when we have Medicare for all and I don't have to deal with that. Bullshit it's going to happen. Totally we are going to yeah. win. It is popular. We will win. We will get everybody health care. It's single payer is happening, buddy. I think so. I don't want to. I don't want to be a net negative on it, but I do think that single payer can happen. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of fucking work, and it's going to be really hard. It's like, again, you know, think about what you used to think. Think about how you used to think about weed being legal. Right. Think about ten, fifteen years ago. You're in Ohio, and you're like, I wish there was a weed store. Now there's a fucking weed store here. There's weed stores here weed stores in Ohio. Yeah. Like people, it's socially acceptable. Yep. It no politicians helped with that. Right. That wasn't something that politicians helped with. And I really, really, really think that we're going to get Medicare for all. 
I think okay. it's going to happen. I think we can win this thing. I believe you. All right. Well, let's get these next calls in. Thank you for coming. We, we appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. What do we got? How many we got left? We two? got two left. Two left. We let's get them. We got, go. we got 20 minutes, 25 yes. minutes to go. Yeah. We're, We're going to do, do this. this. We're going to make it. Ooh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to really hold in this pee. I'm, I'm going to go pee right now while Brett answers right his now. phone. And Brett will answer and talk on Thank the phone. The and then I will go over and talk. Who am I talking to? I'm going to do Unjai breath. Hey, this is. What's up? This is Brand from Chicago. How's it going, Brand? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Brian. Hey, is I'm doing well. A, I uh, actually a, a leak right now, but uh, I'm listening. Awesome. I actually uh, messaged you back in August on Twitter, Art Hole, about that okay. burlesque show. Whenever y'all came to town. Oh yes. You know what? And it um, was like a. I really wanted to go to that. I really did. Uh, it's one of those moments when you realize that your children are like stealing away part of your life, you know, because you can't go out to cool burlesque shows anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> we had the whole hey, family with Hey, it's great. Those. Next time. There'll be another time. I actually. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll come back to Chicago I and I'll, you, I would love to see one. Absolutely. Uh, actually, I ended up breaking my foot like two days after I messaged you yes. and wasn't able to do the show anyway. But, uh, so, but I was still around. So we'll see you next time. But hey, I just wanted to call you in, man. I'm, uh, I'm like a theater professional here in the city. And um, through breaking my foot in an industry where you're not like guaranteed employment, I actually had like an interesting experience with unemployment here in Illinois where uh, if you're injured, you cannot collect unemployment insurance due to an injury. It has to Even be workman's you, comp. I, like, I'm a server outside of theater. Exactly. But um, I'm a 1099 contractor for the arts, so there's usually not workman's comp attached to that. And my other job was a, is a server and a bartender, and since I wasn't on the job there, no workman's comp, no unemployment of any kind. Yeah. It's like a weird gap you've managed to fall into as a freelance. So what are you like stuck fun with? to work like, out for. Oh yeah. That, I mean, it sucks. I, I, I am so lucky that my wife works. And it's like one of my goals with street fight is to get my wife a, uh, is to get, get my wife out of her job, you know, uh, to have her work for us instead of working at her job. But like the, the, the number that we have to meet to make that happen is so high because she carries the health insurance for my house. Oh, so high. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And what, like, when are you going to get to a point where Patreon can cover, like, you and family's health insurance and vision and dental? That's, like, an absurd amount of money for a Patreon podcast to make to pull down for two families of three, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're hitting the road more, which is going to bring in more money. Like, there's a few things we're going to do. I mean, we're going to hopefully the Patreon will go up. But we're also planning to like hit the road to make some more money too, and and but it's still it's like being a freelancer without somebody in the family with health insurance is you're like you can't do it. I don't know how all these people. Well, I mean, I know how they're doing it by not having health insurance. All they these, go into debt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How'd you get through it? Like, what what, what did you yes. do to get through this thing? I managed to um, have a little bit of money, like a little bit saved up, and I got paid from the 
the company that, that, that does that show in which I got injured um, is like I've been a part of that for almost a decade at this point, and so we're all really close. And they were still able to like I'm also the technical director, which means I'm I'm in charge of like building the scenery and all of the production around the show. Wow. Um, and so I still got paid for that because that was finished by the time we opened. And I still got paid for being in the show. I still got to sing with the band and stuff. So I got a little bit of money from that. Um, and uh, I moved in with my partner during that time, too. So that helped some of my bills and pretty much just stayed home and played Nintendo Switch and smoked a lot of weed and oh. didn't spend any money. Yeah, yeah. this is we, your second person. <laughs> got by with a little help from my friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I mean, it. it's great because it's it's uh, at least that's the freelance I think life that's what you see all these benefit shows and stuff for people. And it's like, yeah, that, I mean, that's all we can really do is go fund me and benefit shows in order to get people taken care of that can do the arts. Like we don't live in a world that encourages following your uh, artistic vision. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I know you guys are getting close to the end, but I have two, I have a great, like, uh, the first time I felt empowered as like a worker story in a shitty job. And then I also have a thing I want to touch on about unions and the arts, if that's okay. Cool. Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, whenever I was in college, I worked at this grocery store uh, called uh, Albertsons. I don't know if you have those oh, in Ohio. We I've been to Oklahoma. one too. When I was in Oklahoma is when I went to Albertsons. Do we have one here? No, we don't have one here. Oh, yeah? Where in Oklahoma? I spent a summer in Tulsa. Oklahoma. Oh shit! It's like where I'm from. That's where I'm close. I'm from right around there. Everybody there. It's a lot cooler now than it probably was when you were there. <laughs> yeah, everybody there was terrified of gangs, and like it was my family out there. Oh all, yes. Every my family out there all lived in trailer parks. So I spent that summer in trailer parks in Tulsa. That's real Oklahoma. though. Yeah. That's Oklahoma reality. That, yeah, there were a um, ton. But anyway, that's, uh, that's so the one thing. day I was working. Like everybody seemed to live in mobile oh, homes when so I was many. there, but I think it was because I was with people that lived in mobile homes. But it did—you didn't see a lot of houses there. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, uh, but I worked in Albertson. I was like, you know, a bagger. Uh, so Lois Roman is a totem pole, and I'm like 21 years old, maybe. And um, my manager was probably like 30. Just like kind of a burnout, like towny guy from Stillwater. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but this guy was an asshole. Um, and uh, one day I was working, and he said he like he and the other manager came up to me and another like bagger stalker guy, and we're like, hey, and they're kind of chuckling, and we're like, hey, uh, you guys should go clean up the men's room, and we're like, okay, this is already a bad scene, and we go in there, and someone due to who knows what was going on with this person, but just like took a shit everywhere and like smeared it on the walls Uh, and at some point during this like made themselves sick and puked on the ground and then continued their tirade of shit smearing and this is what we were expected to clean up and i was go ahead this is the thing about public restrooms anybody who's had a job that has a public restroom, there's going to be doo-doo smeared on the walls. That's just the way fucking things are. <laughs> I don't know who does it. <laughs> no, but somebody it's so hard always, to predict. I know, but some, because women's somebody rooms get does it, it too. It's not just men's The towny so doo-doo it, smear. Yeah. It happened in a women's restroom when I worked at the toy store. Yep. And I just, I took a mop 
and I just slopped it all over the walls. Yeah. Like I was just took water and smeared it all over the fucking walls, the mirrors, everything. I just yeah. coated it with the mop. I wasn't going to touch a fucking thing. It happened thing. at Chuck E. Cheese. It happened at McDonald's. <laughs> it happened at Kroger when yeah, I worked people there. Just, I mean, you know, just, we're animals. Yeah. Some people like to rub their doo-doo on the wall. Me I don't and the, know so why. Me and the, Oh, it's horrible. But you wouldn't want to do me it in the your own house. Who was probably like in high school. Oh, God, no. no. Why would you do it anywhere? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to do it somewhere, you're not going to want to do it at your own house. You're going to want to go out somewhere that. where somebody else has to clean it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, me and this like other stalker who's like 15, 16 in high school go in there and see this horror show. And uh, I look at this guy and I go, Look, dude, we make six fifteen an hour. There's no way I'm cleaning this up. <laughs> and we walked back out to the manager, whose name was Aaron Balls, and I'm not even kidding. It was his last name. And I go, yeah. Ball, we are not cleaning this up. We don't get paid enough. I'm sorry. And he's like, really? Right. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll just leave. This is a summer job. I'm in college. I don't care. <laughs> he was like, oh, nice. shit. And then he and the other manager walk away defeated. And I remember feeling the first time, like, me and the guy, like, gave each other a high five. We're like, yeah, man, worker solidarity right there. Yeah. That's yeah. how unions form is somebody doesn't want to clean shit off the wall. <laughs> Feel like they're powerful. You better pay me more. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, God, I can't yeah, believe but, people um, do it. I st- I just unions, though. I, I just, every time... I'm never surprised by somebody rub shit on the wall story in a bathroom, no, in a public bathroom, everywhere. because it just all the time. It's a fact of <laughs> regular, life. Yeah, regular, and people are like, service jobs are so happen. easy. People are always like, service jobs are so easy, and it's like they clean the shit off the wall yeah. after you rub your rich people shit on them. I assume it's rich yeah. people now. Yeah, no, it's some weirdo in a suit that carries like a fucking press suit in a backpack and then poops everywhere plays in it and then like washes up and leaves <laughs> i know i don't get it but it happens that's <laughs> uh, wild i know that's like um, but yeah man um that's there's shit everywhere yeah all right well thanks for calling in. we appreciate but, uh, it was, uh, being was a, yeah thanks for thanks it? for thanks for having me on y'all I, i'm a huge fan first time long time all that sweet call yeah. back again I'll find you on Switch one of these days. All right. Yeah, we'll be there. One more sm- one more call. Right, we got have a good 15 night. minutes left, and Someone we're going home. Someone else in, but I don't know if we should honor Brett that because we said only two more. Brett Payne. We got 15 minutes left, no matter what yeah, we'll we we'll see do. what happens here. Thanks for calling Street Fighter Radio. How can we help you? Hey, it's a first-time caller, Quentin from Mississippi. What's up, Quentin? How hey, are you doing tonight? How's it going, Mississippi? Love it. Hey, Wrapping up my Super Bowl party right now, you know. Kind of mad yeah, about you, Tom Brady, but you know, it's all public game, so you know. Okay. What's your What's your uh, hits like? What's your What do you do? What's your spread for Super Bowl look like? Oh man, I'm going out all out for the Rams. It's usually all okay. out for the underdogs, but you know. What about uh, though? Tom what Brady? You, you know. Oh man, queso, a little bit of buffalo dip, you know, wings, all the classic. Good stuff. Yep. All right. Good to hear. Oh yeah. But yeah, I got 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 a dare story to wrap it up for tonight. Oh really? Really? I love dare. Yeah, dare. Awful organization. Go ahead. 
But yeah, uh, I actually went to Dare summer camp. I don't know if y'all have ever had any callers. Oh uh, no, I didn't about know they that. did that. No, I didn't know about that at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, one of our neighbors actually was a cop that would pick me and my twin sister up, far around seventh grade, and uh, just probably for about three weeks out of the summer break, we go and uh, fill out little Dare coloring books. Watched movies. Uh, generally was boring as shit, you know. Pretty, what? pretty how'd weird. How did you get signed up for it? Like he just picked y'all from the neighborhood. Uh, like, man, hey, my parents are like. <laughs> no, my mom was a librarian sister that was actually lived less than a half a mile away from us. Basically, our neighbors, and so she and convinced me and my sister that we could. Uh, <laughs> she convinced me and my sister to uh, let her pick us up every single morning, ride in the patrol car, and go down to a school about two counties away from us and hang out with a whole bunch of random kids we didn't even know and uh, basically just watch their propaganda all day. So, you know, kind of weird. Oh, that is such an unfortunate use of your time. That really is. Un that sucks. Like my kid, whole, yeah. at least a whole month of the summer break too. God damn, that is pretty outrageous. Uh, so what kind of stuff? Like, how, actually, how, I, was it was it the same stuff over and over again? Was it the same lessons, or did they get really deep into shit? Right. Or, so you, so you have like a, you have like, you actually have an hour and a half uh, lesson every single morning, just going Ooh. through the whole curriculum, and then uh, basically just watch movies and color shit and fill time but for the rest of the time actually a funny story uh i was actually hanging out with like the little bad kids you know just the people trying to just not be there and they were <laughs> actually like just convincing people to sniff uh sharpies and stuff which was kind of funny but right yeah it was uh about three four hours out of the day every day you know you know just drop your kids off at their camp go to work and pick them up so. <laughs> yeah, that really sucks, dude. Uh, brainwashing didn't work on you, right? Oh no, no. Uh, my both of my parents, you know, were big conservatives. Were out here in the middle of Mississippi, so my dad's actually in the QAnon shit, and it's oh, just cool. kind of depressing. Wow, yeah. <laughs> like seeing my uh, dad like uh, send me four chan screenshots is uh, very bizarre, but. Your dad you know, sending you 4chan uh, stuff. Really, having, having your, your dad, dad send you 4chan, 4chan stuff has, has to be the most depressing, depressing thing. thing. Right, he, he, he's 50, 58 years old, and it's just really fucking bizarre. Like, it's a big letdown. Oh, I think my father-in-law probably is into 4chan now. I would guess. And I have seen a lot of posts from, like, Grandma Pepe's, which is, like, right. they're out there. That's depressing. That sucks. And being like a 15-year-old kid that has, has surfed 4chan before and then seeing their dad send you screenshots 10 years later is just is super bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad just getting into your edgy stuff from like 2011. Ah, oh, man, reverb's back. <laughs> I go to the yeah, there's a little reverb there. I go to the bathroom and I come back. Bro, and I'm Brian reverbed. went to the restroom and it didn't. You didn't hear this, but this guy went to fucking Dare summer camp for a whole month, Ew. where they took him and did a ninety minutes of curriculum and then made them watch videos and then made them do like coloring books and activity sheets when he was like seventh grade. 
for a month? Like, yeah, the yeah. cop would come so pick like, him up like at his fucking house. Oh, yeah. yeah, the head uh, sheriff actually picked us up at my house every day at 7 a.m. You know, it's June. We want to be out just fucking off in the yard and in the neighborhood and stuff. And to go to dare camp for a whole month out of the summer break, which... What oh, you, I'm glad what, it didn't work like on me, many, but... It was every day... Uh, it was every single day, Monday through, because my parents tried to send me and Jason to vacation Bible school one summer for, I think it was three weeks. Uh, I suffered through that for about five years. Yeah, they tried to send me, Jason, and my little brother and sister to vacation Bible school. But what would happen is me and Jason would drop my brother and sister off at vacation Bible school. Then we'd go fuck off around the neighborhood and stuff. That's fine. <laughs> and smoke and hang out and shit like that. And, uh... Yeah, actually... Yeah, it was horrible. It, it's horrible. You porn... Yeah, this is, this is kind of worse. The culture I have down in Mississippi actually suffered through about six years of uh, vacation Bible school and it's just every single parent in the neighborhood will send, I mean, you know, their six through 12 year olds there, just fucking every fucking body. It's, it's, it's kind of unescapable down here. It's, it's not fun. Pretty, They're like, pretty we, depressing. we could play freeze tag, but the only way to get unfrozen is to like say a Bible verse or something. It was like everything yeah, fun, and then yeah. they ruined it with that, that religion aesthetic. It was yes. the worst, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> always gas you up with like some game. <laughs> And then be like, you have to know some fucking proverbs. So like, oh no! Worst day of my goddamn fucking life was when I went to uh, Mormon church with my buddy. And uh, you remember the H the game show from MTV called um, Remote Control? It's about TV. It had Colin Quinn, and all the questions were about TV. And you know, I am a motherfucking pop culture genius. Nobody knows as much. I mean, look, I'm just going to say if I went to a pop culture trivia night, I would win. Wow. Every single time. We need to test this. I'm a genius. My Let's wife go. wants to do it. Let's and she, she, My wife wants to do it, and she knows because if she did it with me, we win. Okay. Because I'm a fucking genius with that shit, that stuff that doesn't like mean anything. And so they had the home game at this Mormon church that I went to, okay? The home version of the game. And I had wanted to get it, but my parents wouldn't buy it for me. So we finally were at this vacation Bible school and they bring out the remote control home game. And they were getting ready to play it. They're like, everybody get in a line. We're going to use these remote controls as clickers. Right. We're going to ask you a question about the book of uh, Joseph or whatever that book's called. The Book of Mormon. No. And then if you know the answer, you click on the remote control to click in. And then you're right. And I was like, I'm never going to get to click this remote control. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know anything. about Madonna and Prince. (laughs) Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about my three sons, man. What the fuck? Yeah, this is weird. I'm going to do a little shop of horrors. (laughs) Trivia. Yeah. Even a weirder one of the weirder events I've been at all these churches around here is where it's like a theater where they take you to all the different rooms of the church, but each room is like a different act, and you follow these characters around to heaven and hell, and I don't know, it's just very odd. Like there'll be a scene where you go into a room and these people will be like a diner, and some guys selling drugs, and some guys. uh 
some drunk driver drives over to somebody and then they take you to another room and it's hell where the drug dealers down there and they're like <laughs> joking with the demons and stuff and then they <laughs> yeah, take you yeah. to another room Regular where it's heaven. Like I don't know. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, no. I've heard of the hell houses. I have heard of the haunted houses. Right, right. That's, what it's, that's actually what it's called. Yeah, hell house. Hey, you right, ever it's, heard of it, 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 it's super yeah. odd. There was and then the, la- the last the last room went to there was a haunted house near me yeah, growing up I'm called Hell Stop. Yeah, where instead of being a haunted, it was like a semi haunted house thing, but it was about somebody that drunk drove and crashed their car and died and ended up in hell. Yes, and then you went into hell. Yes, yes, that's cool. And then they hit you right. with like the solution after that, like you know, little Bibles. You right. should have been drunk on Jesus. The weird, the weird part. <laughs> the last room is always a uh, heaven, so you go in with the party. So it's I was with my mom and dad and sister and stuff, and they all have your names down, and they have like God from a megaphone calling down like everybody's names and saying that they're uh, they're with Jesus and all that stuff. But yeah, it was very odd. Did uh, heaven seem cool? <laughs> like that is uh, it's funny because that like heaven is their big selling point, like Christianity. Heaven is like the thing that they're really selling you, you know? It's like when you die, you get to go to right, this right. place. Yeah, heaven. So I now forgot, but they're I... putting together heaven. That this is their moment to show you what heaven's like. Is yeah. it good? Right. And they had a they had a, <laughs> they had an actor Jesus actually uh when you get to the last room that comes and shakes everybody's hands and touches them on the shoulders and shit. It's the <laughs> it, it's pretty freaky. So but, uh, everybody just, loves it down here, man. Heaven is heaven is just Jesus. will come in. He'll say your name. He'll shake your hand. Mm-hmm. And then you sit in a room, <laughs> right, for the rest of eternity. Sounds great. Right, and you, you go into like the uh, congregation area, and everyone's trying to like say, "Well, did it affect you tonight? Uh, you feel calling to come to the altar and talk with us and everything?" Mm-hmm. And I've gotten tricked into that multiple times, but of course I was ten and. Can, can I ask you how? Can I ask just, you uh, how many? How, did you go to mega churches? Uh no, I just went to really small Southern Baptist churches around here. This okay, small part of Mississippi, but. When did you realize you weren't religious? Oh, man. Well, uh, actually, my father made me get baptized twice, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, <laughs> everyone around here is, you know, it's just kind of small Baptist churches, everybody talks shit about each other in the churches, you see a whole bunch of evil shit, and this uh, it's just pretty unfortunate down here. I guess I always kind of thought that way, just never wanting to wake up on a Sunday and go to Sunday school every day at 8 a.m. on you know, just 8 a.m., just you don't want to wake up at that time as a kid, you know, Saturday or Sunday off. But, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's always been pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. I feel for you. I, I, I never had to go to church. I, my parents were not into church. Same. My dad says he's religious now, which is really weird because, like, there was nothing, yeah. nothing in the house. But I guess, you know, you get to be 60 years old, you're... Yeah, need something. You start to get religious. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for calling in. You want to see if we can get this last caller in? Sure, it would be nice. We got one last caller. We got 
three minutes. They deleted. All right. Well, have a good night. We're out of here. That's the show. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. We are your number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. Um, we are here every single Wednesday night and Sunday night, regardless of what's going on, even if it's the fucking Super Bowl. We're taking your calls 9 p.m. to midnight every Sunday. We're doing our live show. What time? Do we have a hard time in the live show? Should we get one? What time is it? 10, 11? What? The, the, the Wednesday show. I, yeah, it'd be cool if we could get it. I think it wouldn't be impossible to get on at 10. I think 10. 10, 15. 10 o'clock. Yeah. Wednesday nights for the live show. Uh, the basement show. That's just Brian and I talking shit back and forth, covering the news, um, enjoying mentholated uh, tobacco flavored vodka, and uh, having a good time. If you want more of what we do, head over to Patreon.com. We're doing we do an exclusive zine, exclusive writing every single month. That's only three dollar donation once a month. Every single every single month on the first, you get uh, you get charged. You also get access to our bonus shows, the bonus audio. For five dollars a month, we have all of our bonus video stuff. My plan is to get working on this video, cranking. I have a lot of buildup in the archives, and it really has to get processed. So I'm ready to kind of break it down and start distributing it. But we got live show from the Midwest tour. We got live video from uh, the the West Coast, and uh, we have the Pittsburgh a fundraiser we did for the abortion fund. So. All that stuff is going to be coming soon. We're going to be distributing that, and uh, I'm excited for every, everyone to see it and ready to keep continuing on with the live shows and doing more stuff because it's been a lot of fun, and we're glad that you call in with your stories. This was a great show, right? This is, this is top-notch. One of our best call-ins tonight. It was good. Yeah. Good. And I have third shows Because of up. them. I have some good third What's shows third coming show? up, What's too? going on with the third shows? Fuck, I can't remember the first one I did. I have one. If you're interested in more of the the art stuff, I talked to the Art and Labor podcast. They are a couple of folks there in New York trying to unionize the art industry. And they uh, have been going strong for a while now. Really good. Uh, Hachi Machi. Lucia Fox. Okay, Fox and Lucia Love, I think was the name. Was Yeah, that's their names. And... Uh, it was good to talk to them. They did a good show. Um, they are great hosts and have a good chemistry. So I think you should listen to them. Too. I got I got one of the dudes from Minion Death Cult. Yeah, that was a fun show. Coming up. I really love doing that show. That, was, that, that show is fucking funny as hell. They crack me up. I love they do the, you know, we don't do a lot of the comments. I realize we don't, haven't done so much of that diving into the comments. And they really just get right to the meat of it and find some insane fucking comments on this shit, you know? Yep. And I have uh, Dank Metal coming up soon. I have uh, Nick, which I got to tell you. Yeah, we got to mention. People People didn't know, I guess. I don't know. A lot of people are new. Um, but this article came out about Means TV, uh, which if you didn't know, Means TV was responsible for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, video, her campaign video that went viral. And they also worked on that guy in in uh, Hawaii, right? I believe they worked with him as well. Yeah, they're doing something with Bernie Sanders too. Uh, yeah, I got Nick coming on on uh, Tuesday night, and I got to tell you, if you're a fan of Street Fight, I would that if you want some Street Fight shit, then Nick has been Nick has maybe Nick and Jason probably have the most intimate like 
uh, impression of what happens here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say sure. out of oh shit, out of out of all the people that are that are like around this show, the two people that see the most of us are Nick and Jason. And Nick was on the road with me and Brett for that whole first year. Yeah, he of, slept in uh, the hotel rooms with us for yeah. a lot of our shows. So it's going to be a fun. He's show. the one that got us fucking kicked out of. The, he got us kicked out of the hotel in New York. In yeah. New York. Yeah, that yeah. was because of Nick, the guy that runs Means TV, that new socialist Netflix shit y'all have been hearing about. Yeah. So I'm sure that show is going to be really fun, and uh, you you you're gonna it it'll be really fun for especially for people that are just a huge. And I think once it get once it gets off the ground and running, um, I I mean I hope to have opportunities to do some like really high concept sketch stuff. We have some things we've written that would be funny if we did them, but even better if we could have some production and get actors, you know, and have someone facilitate all of that. And Nick's the guy that can make it happen. He's like a fucking genius. He's yep. like a Uber kid. He's crazy. He's young as fuck. I get, I'm giving that mother. He's one of the only people that I've ever, ever bought drinks for and like slipped him drinks at a bar under 21. Only guy that I've ever fucking trusted enough to do that. That cool didn't burn. He didn't burn me at all. He never got too <laughs> wasted. He never started saying crazy shit and slurring all over the place. He's a number one dude. He's crazy. He's the best. Yeah, he's a genius. He's he's a brilliant guy. All right. So thanks for tuning in to Street Fight. You can find us on social media. Give us a follow. We're Street Fight WCRS on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. You can watch the show on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. We're Street Fight Radio. Peace. Safety, so I don't go shooting where you be. Cause you take the bullet trying to save me. Then I'm left to deal with making you bleed. And that's a whole lot of love, ain't trying to waste it. Like we be running them out and never make it. That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna taste it. That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna face it. But I think that I'm done tripping, I'm trip tripping, I've been sipping, that's how I control this. Tripping on you, tripping on you. My bad, my bad for tripping on you, tripping on you.
know your love is big enough, make me trip for you. Yeah, it's big enough, got me trippin' 